0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today, I sit down with All I Need Pro and one of my best friends, Mr. Derek Fukuhara. He flew out here for the Good Eye premieres that we just had uh, this weekend. We hit up, where do we go now? We went to The Hive on Friday, which was epic. And then we went to OMF Skate Park and premiered the video outside in a windstorm, which only made it that much more epic. Um, some solid skate footage coming from both those ses- sessions pretty soon on the YouTube channel. Um, we also, Oh, so today we discussed a little bit, a little bit about developing life skills. Um, we kind of went in. This is a three-hour podcast. Me and Derek always get down like this, whether we're recording or not. So, covered a whole bunch of stuff. I kind of. Delved into his past a little bit And uh, we talked about High Rise Him and his homie Aaron Their creation and what they're working on And developing We checked out a couple uh, infamous characters That have been on the podcast We checked in with them uh, Such as Cody Davis, Terry Kennedy, Jay Scott Jeremy Rogers We also talked a little bit about the Grind King parody account that has more followers than the real Grind King. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, This is a really fun one. Uh, We had some YouTube live people too chiming in. So we went back with them, back and forth with them for a little bit. But about an hour and a half, we uh, turned the YouTube off and it was just for you guys. Uh, As always, if you would like to support the podcast or All I Need or any of that, uh, please try an All I Need deck. Uh, The best way to do that would be to cop one from your local skate shop. That's the win-win. So you help out the shop and you help out the podcast and the movement. But if you live somewhere where you don't have a skate shop, I totally get it. So we got you covered with our digital skate shop at allineedskate.com. We got skateboards and apparel up there. And there's some DVDs coming soon of good eye. So if you didn't make the premieres, we will have digital copies foot at ass. Anything else, Derek? Keep pushing, keep rising, fam. Yeah. <laughs> Till next time. You are now
1: tuning into the All I Need podcast.
0: But uh, I'm just so glad it's skateboarding. It's been the one thing that came to me at the right time. It could have been anything I imagined, but skateboarding was what it was. So I, I love skateboarding to death. That's right. When I found skateboarding, like my friend showed me, and I was like latched onto it because it was the only thing at that time that was really fun and like my escape. And I fell in love with it, you know. Yeah. What up, Derek?
1: What is Gucci?
0: Hell yeah! All right. I think where we're gonna start this podcast off is we got Mr. D Fuchs, Derek Fukara out here. Uh, he flew out here for the Good Eye premiere. That's two of them, actually. Mm-hmm. Let's start with uh, your good old flight out here.
1: That <laughs> oh, was great. Shout out American Airlines. <laughs> do,
0: do, do, do. Give oh. us a rundown. Give us the full rundown. So, the An- hell?
1: Anthony's like, yo, I want to get you out here for these premieres. You have footage that's seven years old in this video. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. So he books me this beautiful flight. It's like Thursday, 2 p.m direct flight lands at like nine i get to fucking see the end of the i'm like fuck yeah i'm gonna fly out there i get to watch the last quarter of the the finals game or whatever yeah get to the airport it's a shit show you know they give you your ticket but they don't give you your seat so you got to go up to the when you get to the the gate they give you you got to give them your ticket and then they give you your seat number never call me for my seat number start boarding the flight board the entire flight I'm like yo bitch like where's my ticket there's nothing worse than when you're at the
0: airline and no one's helping you and everything's delayed and you're just like what
1: the fuck there's like 15 people on standby there's people who like myself who had a seat on the flight that they're not giving it to me so basically somebody had to give up their seat and take the voucher yeah in order for me to get on the flight that I had a seat on there's a fucking line at customer service about 70 people long there's an empty customer service desk Saturday for like 45 night, minutes with yeah. like 70 people in line. There's not one employee. Um, so I sneak my way onto this flight by sneak my way on I'm like this flight, I mean, get onto a flight that you bought me a ticket on that you we paid, for we paid for. We wait two hours on the flight on the plane and then they deboard the plane because something was wrong with it. And then they push the flight back three hours. So I'm chilling at this. I'm chilling at the airport for another three hours. Get on the next flight which by this time it's like 7 o'clock or some shit. Now we have to wait another hour and 45 minutes for the plane to leave because something's wrong with that plane. Yeah, Wait the hour and 45 minutes on this plane. They finally get the shit good and ready to fly, but now they have to switch out the whole uh, flight attendant crew because they don't want to pay overtime. So now we have to wait like another 40 minutes for a whole new staff to come on before we can depart. So basically this is like 150 flight turned into like a red eye where I arrive at 4.15 in the morning. Like, I land at 4.15 and Shetler has to drive, like, an hour to come get me. We I get was ba- just getting
0: updates on my phone every, like, 20 minutes. Like, flight's delayed. Flight's delayed till 2 a.m. Flight's delayed till 2.45 a.m. And I'm like, oh, man, poor Derek.
1: Stressful. And then, <laughs> like, all week I, I had people that I'm, like, friends with on Instagram that were just having nightmare American airline flights. Like, some dude I know is, like, flying out of, like, Florida back to California. And they had to, like land in North Carolina and then they made everybody stay overnight and they didn't give anybody vouchers for hotels or food or anything. So people just had to like stay in the airport. They didn't come, they didn't fucking do anything about it. This other chick I know was flying into Rhode Island to Providence. They fucked her flight up. So then she had to fly into Boston and take an Uber from, Boston to Pawtucket or wherever that is, yeah, it's just like a disaster. There's like no customer service. There's like nobody at desks. It's just terrible. And man you say it was American, right? American Airlines isn't just, that
0: usually Delta's move?
1: I have no idea. They're I'm taking just
0: like, the king, the king of fucking horrible I'm airlines. Like
1: just fucking gonna spend the <laughs> extra bread on JetBlue from now on. Just yeah. like let's just JetBlue this bitch because it goes right out Long Beach, right? Yeah, Long Beach, like. I don't know Virgin America is still even a company, but that was tight. You get it was like soul plane. You get in that shit, they're playing like techno music. Yeah, like get neon lights everywhere. That's kind
0: of how JetBlue was when they first dropped on the scene. They had all the amenities and mm-hmm. it was like nice. You're like, whoa, I'm on like they care about us. Dude, and you know what scares me is like fucking airplanes. That's you can tell how like. Much we people don't have it together when airlines fall apart like that and you're waiting for a flight and they're, like, switching planes and people are getting angry. Like, dude, everything's surface level. This whole thing could just go crazy. Like, someone might flip out. They might be working for the airline flipping out. Like, someone hit here in the plane. Like, you think we're, like, domesticated normal people, but savages on these planes bro
1: dude airline like airports are crazy because it's everybody's so anxious like flying sucks like i used to like flying when i was younger in my early yeah. 20s and going on a lot of skate trips because you know i felt like i was like doing shit with my life because i didn't go to college so i'm like oh i'm fucking flying around the world skating i was excited but like now i'm 35 as fuck and i'm going to airports <laughs> and i'm like this shit sucks it's terrible on your body it's stressful yeah. you get there everybody's super anxious but everybody's holding it together. So you have this like crazy, like passive aggressive feeling like that's what it is. You know, like everybody's on edge, but everybody's holding it together. So there's like this tension and it's like, we're all fucking bummed. We're all stressed out, but nobody's, everybody wants to snap, but nobody wants to be the one to snap. Yeah, Hey lady. Yeah. (laughs) It was cool. Like it wasn't cool actually, but like everybody held their shit together on this flight and everybody wanted to freak out. But you know, everybody just, played the adult role and just good for the fucking punches you know
0: real quick real quick let me check uh shout out to t plug on youtube youtube live stream noodle doodle says ayo noodle
1: doodle crushes Derek." what's up noodle he usually
0: comes through with like solid questions um rough on skateboards is my homie mason what's up guys anthony you've been crushing it with all the stuff lately crazy run you've had this last month ha 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 thanks mason yeah dude it's been intense so Alright, a little we'll do a little backstory for the people out there. So last weekend was our first two premieres for Good Eye. That was sick. Shout out. Solstice skate shop New Bedford Mass. Civil skate shop in Providence. And then right before that, Timmy flew out, busted his spleen. Little recap on that. Almost died. Helicopter ride from Taunton to Boston. Like your boy's bleeding internally. He had to go to he had to take the chopter chopper, you know? You're like, oh my God. Um, Derek gets out here Flight gets delayed Till four in the morning But that's all good That was mild Compared to Timmy The whole time I was
1: <laughs> like At least I didn't Bust my speed
0: <laughs> I know dude I've kind of been This whole time You've been out here I've kind of been Waiting for something I know Something bad to happen Knock on yeah, The, the A-Logo wood Oh Chill oh, Chill get, get some of that <laughs> um, Yeah So he gets in at four Which wasn't so bad I just fucking Put on a podcast Drove Picked you up Got back Air mattress it's an epic air mattress if it works. So nice. Yeah, I, I wake up the next day, Derek. Oh, yeah. Not even. Let's keep going. So Derek gets back. He's on an airplane all day switching planes and stuff. I imagine you're sweaty as hell. Just clammy. Just clammy. Right? Yeah, yeah, so clammy. Gets here. I'm like, guess what? This like a day before he gets here, my water heater bus. So I'm like, yeah, Yo, I hope you're into the Wim Hof method. Cold
1: showers all day.
0: <laughs> Freezing balls off, dude. L- getting delayed on the flight losing your mind getting here cold shower and then a deflated air mattress i wake up in the morning kids in a clamshell which is the air mattress just uh it's eating them alive you know At
1: that point i was just stoked <laughs> to not be in a damn airport <laughs> yeah true
0: anything's better than that right for real
1: <laughs> yeah man
0: well i'm glad you made it out here
1: me too stoked to be in new england man how do you how do you feel about what we did so far it was great. Yeah. It's been awesome, man, just being able to hang out with the crew, get to see some uh, new towns. I didn't, I've didn't. i never, obviously, knew London, didn't know it existed. Yeah. Shout out to the Hive and Charlie. Tew, tew, tew. Um, got to go to Narragansett yesterday, Evan's hometown. Um, also Conrad, Kareem, like a bunch of homies live there. Yeah. Got to check out that scene. That was awesome. And hasn't been, like, too crazy because just a shitty first flight, you know, coming off the flight and then waking up and having like a full schedule can just be so harsh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah and yeah. just being able to kind of like kick it and rest and then like save my energy for when we got to go skate and stuff. That's, you know, I'm not 22. So I need my rest. You said 35 as fuck, right? right? As fuck. She <laughs> comes from rest. You guys know, you guys hear Shetler say that all the time. Yeah. Today's kind of our
0: chill day right now. We're just kind of recouping because the last two days have been heavy. So like Friday, uh, we ended up going to the Hive, which is in New London, Connecticut, which is epic. It's Charlie King. Shout out Charlie, shredded the whole time, yeah, right? Sick. Dude holds it down. And uh, we showed the video. It was a little jumpy. The projector was a little jumpy, so it wasn't the best like viewing. But like the session, hands down, the gnarliest like out of all the premieres, the Hive was like. I can't wait to show you guys the edit, basically, because it's heavy, very, very heavy. And Derek killed it for sure. It's good to see you you like sharp on your board. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I know you don't.
0: You don't think that was, but
1: yesterday was more of an example of how I escaped, But yeah, Friday night, <laughs> Friday night, I just love indoor wooden parks. There's like something about indoor wooden parks that just gets me sparked. Maybe some, I don't know what it is. Like maybe some, it was
0: the guy that was nodding off. Was oh it him my god, that dude was
1: awesome towards the end. That shit happened at the end. And the homie got hit. He was nodding off with a cigarette in his mouth yeah. like at midnight, and then some kid's board shot out and hit this dude in the dome,
0: struck him right in the face on an accident
1: and then we're like let's get the fuck out of here it's yeah. getting weird like everybody's pretty much gone
0: that's when you know that's what i was saying i was saying it felt like a fibro thing because like back in the day we do fibro premieres or demos and we show up and it's in the middle of nowhere usually like six skate scene bunch of like weirdos and stuff you know which is awesome but you show up and they're like you're the demo you're the pros or the ams or whatever and they know it and they don't have any teams come through you know mm-hmm. and uh It kind of had that vibe of just, like, kind of small town, but, like, awesome, you know? And, uh, yeah, then it got weird because that dude got trucked in the head. He was already nodding off. You could tell he was on something that shouldn't be on, and then he got up. So this kid shot his board out. It launched off a ramp. This dude's nodding off in the chair. The board flies bam right in his fucking face the dude falls down grabs his face and then he gets up and he's still holding his face and eyes and he walks into the fucking railing on the stairs and like basically knocks himself out falls back down the kid who did it is looking at us just like what do i do because he's trying to help the dude and talk to him but the guy's like wouldn't take his hands off his face and wouldn't look at the kid and he's like so he's just looking at us and we're like i don't know like good luck like (laughs) that's when i was like we're out that's it and
1: i filmed that kid the kid nodding off i was filming him the whole time before shetler was trying a trick and he was like nodding off with a lit sig in his mouth like he he was like (laughs) rapping to himself and then he like nodded off for 30 seconds with the sig in his mouth and i'm like fuck is this kid passed out is he gonna burn himself and then like 30 seconds later he just like Wakes up, takes a drag of a sig, and just starts rapping to himself again. I'm filming all this shit, and the one try I don't film it, he gets hit in the yeah. face with the skateboard, and I'm like so disappointed in myself at that point. I, I know was the like, feeling. Could have had the world start. <laughs> hey, if you're the kid who got hit in the face with the board, shout out to you. Sorry. Yeah, shout out to you. Sorry that we're making fun of you, but just you probably deserved it. Yeah, don't. Whatever he was on, like I'm I don't not know, sorry. I don't know what he was on. I'm like. I don't know my drugs that well. I just know weed. And yeah, he like is dense. probably just
0: like a little too much. Because anytime you're like hunched over a chair at a skate jam and you're just rapping to yourself, like kind of nodding off, that's not good. No. Definitely not
1: good. And he was doing switch heels like three minutes before that.
0: <laughs> nice. And
1: then he like lit a cig, drank some water, and was just like passing out.
0: T Plug wants to know which is the best stance, regular or goofy? Take it, dude. I'm
1: more of you a. Scared? I'm more of like a switch nolly like a fakey dude Ooh, you know yeah, yeah yeah these days yeah i like it i've gone through all my phases i used to do nolly now my knee is pretty bad so i gotta go switch nolly
0: switch nolly yeah nice i'm gonna say regular because i skate regular so
1: so noodle doodle wants to know how do you come up with the name good eye
0: um does it mean anything
1: nice shout out noodle doodle crushing it pretty good question huge. good question all right
0: so when I first got hooked up by a skate shop, Solstice Skate Shop, New Bedford, Mass, super cool to me. They put me in touch with Deluxe because I was just like, "Look, man, like, I'm trying to do something cool with skating. I love skating. This is super fun. I was ambitious. Like, I literally, I was homeless at the time, you know. So I was like, I got to figure something out. Otherwise, I'm gonna get a job. And like, I just wanted to travel basically and figure it out. So they just linked me up with the dudes from Deluxe. Like mm-hmm. Jim Debo and uh, Mickey Rays and uh, Gabe Morford, and my homie Dan Vellucci was filming for them at the time. Chris Tremblay was riding for them. So, Chris and Dan were just like, let's go out west. Like, let's just go on the road. Like, no money style. Like, fucking charge cross country in a van
1: you know highly recommend doing that to every young skateboarder out there yeah when you turn like 21 or something like hop in the van with your homies you know and even if you're younger if you're like 16 like you live in the suburbs of somewhere you live a you know hour two three hours away from the main city like you're 16 17 18 like convince your parents to like let you go to the city yeah get a little hotel room and just shred for the weekend experience some new culture okay back to you Shetler
0: uh well I agree I I want to kind of add on to that I'll get back to good eye but yeah Uh, don't let anyone rob you of of your own development like so they'll try to tell you go to school do this follow this people will try to tell you adults because they're worried about you and scared or maybe they're just like too controlling but for sure, live life first and figure out what the fuck you're made out of, and that means you gotta go places and see perspectives and ideas and make mistakes and get past them and like leave your hometown occasionally. You know, you don't want to be stuck in like people will take your life away from you. You know, in, in with good intentions too. Good intentions. They yeah. want what's
1: best for you. That's why they're telling you to go to school and stuff. But definitely, um, one of the best experiences in, in life is. Going to see how other people live their lives, like just going to Narragansett yesterday and like seeing that town, yeah. you know. And traveling will is the most humbling thing. It yeah. will make you realize how small you are. Cool, you might know your town like the back of your hand, but when you go somewhere new and you don't know where shit is, and it really humbles you, you yeah. know. And you realize like how small you are and how hard you have to work to make an impact on this world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It puts everything straight into per- perspective. All right, so back to Good Eye. Um, so I ended up going out West, taking a chance cause I wanted to be a pro skateboarder and do skateboarding shit and not just get some job that I hated and like, you know, so went all the way out there. Deluxe dudes were super cool cause Chris was riding for him. Vellucci was filming for him and stuff. So we get out there. I, I'm staying at Vellucci's spot. He was staying with, uh... Dennis booznit so like I'm sleeping on the floor. Boosnitz is up at like 6 a.m. skating around the city, sweating. This is at like 6. before
1: he blew he blew up too, probably. Yeah, right?
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, he was already respected and all that, but it was before like he became Dennis Boosnitz, mm-hmm. you know? Like, uh, and those dudes were just super cool to me, and I would they they knew we were out there to skate and film and get coverage because they helped us get out there, and then uh, we were just shooting with Gabe Morford. The whole time, photographer, yeah, shoots all those legendary SF people, like, deluxe stuff. He still does. And he's just such a solid human, and he would always say, like, when you were trying to trick and almost die, you know, or get out of it safely, or, like, you escape disaster, you know, he'd be like, good eye, good eye. And he would just say that, and I remember that, and it stuck with me, because it was just, like, someone on your side, you know? Like, you're trying Mm -hmm. a really intense trick, Everyone's working together. He wants to get the photo. Like, he just found the right words to, like, encourage you, you know? And he know he knew. Gabe's really good at that. Because he, he's, he's dealing apology, with young man. people that are trying gnarly shit, pushing themselves because they want to make a name for themselves and get that photo and the footage. And, like, there's opportunity. And Gabe's such a professional. And he was just like, he had the right words that, like, would just make you be like, oh, yeah. You know? Like, because you get down on yourself trying to trick. You want to give up shit. He's like, good ah, You got this. You got this. Dude, you
1: know? that's a good question. Because. I literally had, I didn't know the backstory on that. Like I I know when I'm out here skating with the crew, like Shetler, we're always saying good eye when somebody like tiptoes out of something. But I didn't know it was from Gabe Morford. I thought it was just, you know, that's like some baseball shit. That's like, you know, when you like don't swing at a pitch. You know, you don't swing it at like a shitty pitch and it's like good eye, good eye. Like I honestly thought that's what it was from. I didn't know it came from Gabe Morford. That's awesome. And Gabe Morford's a legend, man. Like when I think, you know, he shot like a lot of this stuff that when I grew up being very impressionable and skating and yeah. looking up to all these dudes and when i think of clipper ledge i don't think of any specific skater it's weird i think of gabe morford he's not even the skater i know but i think of him when although I think he is of a skater he's but a skater, he's not but the, the pro. He's like yeah <laughs> i don't know if he's ever he probably never even skated clipper ledge yeah but like i think of him when i think of clipper ledge yeah isn't that weird i think no, of a filmer is. instead of a skater no no i get it dude but that's fucking that's Good fucking question, dude. There's
0: some of my favorite people is photographers and filmers are like, you were talking about this earlier. Like I didn't, I never really felt like a skateboarder. You were saying that, right? Yeah. And, uh, I kind of felt that way too. I vibed with like the photographers and filmers and TMs, like more than just like the average skateboarder sometimes, mm-hmm. especially average, like sponsored skater. They're mm-hmm. cool. But like, I don't know, for whatever reason, I just liked older adults.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think, <laughs> you, know? you know, like we're, we're the type of dudes that like creating community, you know, like you film and edit and you do all this stuff and i'm the same way i always like rounding up the, the squad and you know if there's an extra camera like fuck i'm not trying a trick like i want to shoot it or yeah if somebody's trying a trick and i have a photo camera on me i want to shoot a photo of the trick like i want to do something to contribute it's like besides just
0: being the star like be like a role player almost. yeah and yeah. it's
1: you know skateboarding is an individual activity but it's individuals put into a group that's like a team and you know, when you work together, you can get further. Yeah, like, you know, and I want to help do repel more. anybody. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you're part of the trick. You know, you're part of the trick when you're there cheering your homie on, but then when you get an extra angle of it, like you're even more part of the trick. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and you're about, helping them too because exactly. it's just
0: like that might be the angle that's the better one. You Dude, know, like crazy. they're like, oh, I'm glad you got that shit. You know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, T plug says regular squad in the building. Yeah, I'm regular, so I got a backup for my boys in the regular for the month. But I skate switch a lot, too, so I I, I hang out in Goofy once in a while, you know? Uh, Noodle Doodle says, wise words, dudes. I got I gave college a year, and it just isn't for me. It made me feel like
1: crap. Did you ever do college? Yeah, I did some community college for like two years, but that was kind of right in the height of when I started traveling a bunch skating and... Uh, I, I just knew that those opportunities were once in a lifetime and I can always go back to college if I wanted to. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was so focused on skating. I was, like, getting tricks in 411s and I was, like, going on tour with, like, P-Rod when he was, like, M for City Stars. And, you know, yeah. I was, like, hanging out, like, going on in the van with, like, Mikey Taylor, P-Rod, like, all these dudes, be- you know, when they were still Am, And I was, like, um, I, I need to just kind of run with this. Yeah. Um, and I also believe, like, the older I get it's weird. I'm like conflicted because I feel like college can be a really good opportunity, but you, you really have to know what you want to do. Cause you're just going to piss away a bunch of time and money. And you know, you're just going to figure out if you're not passionate about your, the courses you're taking, you're just going to figure out ways to pass without actually learning, you know? So I believe that it's once you take time off, it's going to be hard to go back. Yeah. But figure out what you really want to do cuz there's no point in just going through the fucking motions and then you get a degree and you you don't give a shit about that degree like the people that do the best in college are the people that coming from somebody who didn't go to fucking college but the people who
0: Professor you, Derek Fukahara yeah. go ahead the,
1: the people who like <laughs> do the best in college are the people that are truly passionate and they see their long-term goal so they're like going to these classes and then they know kind of what they want to do when they get out of it yeah so you know, maybe if you take a year or two off, figure out what you really want to do, and then you can take those classes to, to, uh, push you forward in that. Maybe you don't even get a degree, you know, like, um, maybe you start a business and you, a small business and you take business classes just to help you figure out ways to, um, to move forward with that business. You know, you don't even have to think about getting a, a bachelor's or a master's or anything, but it's, these classes can benefit you. Um, yeah, I don't know.
0: I, I feel I feel like we're in the best time right now because there's so much information and knowledge out there and we're connected through the internet that you don't ha- necessarily have to go pay a shit ton of money to go to some college before you know whether you're you are even interested in learning in mm-hmm. these things, you know, or, like, you don't even know what you're taking mm-hmm. or what you're paying for. It's, like, so fucking confusing, you know? But, like, now if you have, like, a genuine genuine interest in something, You can start looking at people online that have full lectures about these things. And, like, you can start to really figure out what you might want to pursue as far as an education before you even shell out all the dough. The problem with education is they tell you to do it as, like, a security thing. It'll help you get a job. It'll give you a leg up. That's kind of not – that's been proven kind of debunked after, like, a recession and after education has kind of failed and the degrees aren't getting jobs like they were. And, like – so it's, like, it's not – I love the idea of going to school if you like, like Derek was saying, if you kind of have a vision and you know what you want to learn and you can, you know what you're going to spend all that money on and you're passionate. But the way to figure that out is to live some life first. You know, it's insane to think that at 18, they're just going to shell you off to four years and like make you pay so much money and a lot of them just go to party you know that's it's like what i'm saying someone like, else is paying for it and they're just there to party you know you can you just, party without going
1: and you <laughs> can figure out how to pass your classes like a lot of entrepreneurs say they just say start a shitload of businesses and fail at them in your 20s yeah you know and yeah, yeah. you learn you learn from that you learn from failure yeah you know um yeah i don't know i don't know if college is the answer um you're definitely like not entitled to getting a job getting out of college like not now the world the world is becoming more and more populated and less jobs and um it is a competition man like you have to be competitive there's gonna be a you want a job there's gonna be other people that are going for that same job yeah so you really have to fucking try if you want to be successful and it's hard work you know it is hard work but it's very rewarding it's just find. and if you find something that you truly love and it's so cliche but if you find a passion and you find something that you truly love like You're not going to work. Like, you're going to accept the failure. Like, look at skateboarding. Like, you fucking want to learn that back tail. Yeah. You're going to eat shit. You're going to get 20 shinners. You're going to roll your ankle. You're going to slip out, hit your fucking hip on the ground. Like, you're going to get fucking smoked. Yeah. But you want to learn it so bad that you're going to fucking take all those slams in order to roll away. And if you can find something in life that you have that same energy towards and the same passion for like you're gonna be successful so it's just dabble with a gang of different things and then when something clicks run with that shit yeah run with it for five years yeah and you're and take all the failures and roll with all the punches and you're guaranteed to be successful and then don't hold on to it yeah you know after five years you might fucking get over it but you're gonna learn so much that you'll be able to like pivot to something else yeah I was gonna
0: say I was gonna say like for me I latched on to skateboarding at 12 and I was, like, found this thing that was worth working for. It didn't feel like work because it was mm-hmm. fun, and but it was so rewarding that I was, like, I'll pay any price to keep this in my life, you know? And then um, from there, I just kept pursuing it. And then, then what I did was I was, like, fuck, if I want to keep this in my life, I have to get more skills. Because, like, I got sponsored, so I had to learn how to network. Mm-hmm. I had to learn to communicate better. I had to learn to work with brands and figure out design with, like, footwear. And I had to, like, work with... Uh, artists and sales reps and like I learned a bunch from just being involved with these brands and seeing how the whole working the internal workings Mm -hmm. were so that helped me get an education in that sense and that helped me keep skating in my life Mm -hmm. longer you know and then you know things happen and then recession and then sponsors go away so I still stuck with skateboarding because it's something worth working at. But then I just expanded myself more, you know, like Mm -hmm. I got the blue collar job just so I could start the brand. And then that gave me uh, it reaffirmed my work ethic that I worked hard, Mm -hmm. you know, and then uh, I was like, now I got to learn. I gotta educate myself, and luckily for online, I could look online and start figuring out how to start a company and where to begin, and listen to these people talking about what they did and what they didn't do and the mistakes they made and how they did it, internalize all that, and then do learn it through just trying mm-hmm. it, you know. <laughs> so it's just like you can you can develop more, you know, you can learn nowadays, and you can find all this stuff online, but you need to find something worth working for. That's mm-hmm. the hardest part because most people balling. don't even know why they want to work, you know, like. Mm-hmm. They're just like uh, I'm told I gotta get a job to like pay my bills or mm-hmm. like I'm it's gonna be safe to do this and mm-hmm. that you know it's like they don't really like to me I the most the I'm so grateful to have found skateboarding because it it makes working worth it I'm like yeah I'll work hours all the, I'll work as much as I can if I still get to do skateboarding mm-hmm. stuff you know because mm-hmm. it's so rewarding. It doesn't yeah. make it feel like work. It's hard. It's grimy. There's days where I'm like overwhelmed and exhausted, but there's fruit that yields from that work because mm-hmm. then we have these premieres and we have these pro graphics come out and the tours and the trips and the magazines and like, it's like, yeah, all that grinding was worth it, you know? So it's, I think more importantly than just getting in it, just like going to school for safety and being told what to do is like, go out, live your life and figure out why you want to like pursue things, why mm-hmm. you want to like work hard, mm-hmm.
1: you know? Like, I've been a lot. I've been thinking Shout, about this hold, a lot. I'm
0: sorry. Hold on. Shout out Amy Roach. What up? What's up, All right,
1: Amy? Can that dude do a man bun? Oh, Serious can question. I? Can I? Beautifully. He, um, he's
0: been doing man buns for years, huh? Yeah, right? It's like All the right. First what are you saying? I don't want to derail
1: um, It's more like find something that you love. And, you know, obviously, like most people are going to want to be pro skaters like that's the fucking dream but that's only going to happen to like probably less than one percent of skateboarders but
0: and even if you do want to be a pro skateboarder you could probably achieve that but if that's as high as you aim if that was as high as i aim that would have been over 10 years ago because father time catches up and then you got to be a role player or change what, your position a bit you at
1: know? this point maybe like 5% of pro skaters can make a living off of it yeah so it's a tough one for what, sure what I think is like find something that you love say you love skateboarding now find a skill that you can bring value to skateboarding a yes. company or the industry now you can work in skateboarding and you can contribute to skateboarding and you can make a living and you're gonna make more money than a pro skater so like for example I have a lot of homies that are really fucking good at skating like my homie paul kwan from michigan he rips he's doing like backlit front 270s on ledges front blunt front 270 shove it's like the dude is good but he's a smart dude and he realized at a young age that like i'm not gonna put all my eggs into the basket of the dream of pro skating so he became he went to design he started becoming a designer ends up being like a shoe designer for dc then he goes on to vans then he goes on to decline now he's at america And now he gets to hang out with all of his favorite skaters. He's good friends with them. He's, like, working with Chad Tim Tim making the decline shoe. He's working with Leo making his boot. He's working with Westgate making, or wait, maybe when Westgate was on America, he's working with Westgate. So now this dude is, like, making more money than all those pro skaters as a designer. He still gets to skate with all of his, like, idols that are now his fucking peers and his friends. Yeah. And he doesn't have to stress out about it, and he has skills and Another dude, Jeff Mikeit. there's this homie Jeff Mikeit. I think he's from Ohio, and he moved out to Cali a long time ago, and this fool was switch big flipping 11 stairs oh, in lines, dear. in lines 10 years ago, beow, beow, beow. you know, like, he hit a little adversity, and he's just like, okay, well, I need to, like, I've had tricks in videos and magazines, but you know, I need to step it up and be like a real man. So he became a shoe designer as well. And he went on to being, working at Vans, started from an intern, was like a real designer. And then he went to be the lead designer at Lakai. Now he's at New Balance. And it's like that dude still goes to the skate park, does amazing tricks, Yeah, you know, but he can contribute to skateboarding and make a living and not struggle and have a great life for himself and have a family and provide for them. So I always look at it like, if you love skateboarding, find a way to contribute And because the the glamorous lifestyle of skating, like motherfuckers aren't making money skateboarding, you know, like there's probably like 50 skateboarders in the world that are making a, a nice career off of it.
0: There's like a there's like, yeah, there's a handful of people that are making some money and then they're just portraying that like. it's just like that's all it is like the money is what it is to be in the pro is this and this and all these nice things so then everybody lusts after it it. but there's only like three dudes there's only so many dudes on Nike you know what Mm -hmm. I mean that are paying them the money like that and it's finite so they just sell you an image and then everybody wants that image but not everybody gets that image Mm -hmm. so they're kind of like deceiving
1: you in some sense Mm -hmm. you know like like when you find out that dudes who rides for a big dudes who ride for I cannot talk today. This is insane. Dudes who ride for big <laughs> uh board companies are not even getting checks. They're just getting royalties for like 200 bucks a month, and they're grown ass men. Yeah. You know? If even depending
0: so, on the company. Yeah. And
1: when you're 30, $200 a month is literally like 2 weeks worth of groceries. So
0: It's not enough to 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 actually There's your do phone it bill and yeah. like
1: a week of groceries. So yeah. yeah, like I always say just whatever it is, it doesn't have to be skateboarding like I work in the cannabis community. If like you're out there and you smoke weed and that's something that you're interested in pursuing because it is the very beginning of the lift on cannabis prohibition. So if you get into that now in a couple years, like you're going to be Gucci because it's so early in the game. So I tell people who are into cannabis, it's like, you like smoking weed all day and that's something you want to do or you see yourself doing. Find a skill that you can contribute to that. Are you a photographer? Are you a videographer? Um, are you an accountant um, do you have a go get a horticulture degree and become a grower. You Damn. know what I mean? Like there's so many things that you can do to be part of something that you love and bring value. And cause we all got to make money. Like we're all going to be adults. We all have to be able to support ourselves.
0: If we don't work the dream, don't.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: let me say this. Um, back to YouTube real quick. Um, I love man buns. That's what Amy says. Shout out Amy. By the way, what are those cardboard looking things? I don't know, my bobs, thingamabobs. Um, in the back, oh, that—that's what it is. It's cardboard boxes. We ship out um, so apparel yeah. and other stuff in there. All I need stuff. Derek's going man button for you, Amy. Get excited! Get excited! He's throwing it up for you. This is special right now. This is special for the YouTube live. We're man button for you right now. So take a photo, screenshot. You can hang on to that forever. Um, Amy says. You ever seen the guy on the skateboard who fell from a flight of stairs and busted his chin full force on the ground? I've seen a lot of that. I've
1: done that a couple times. Yeah, I've been there. Been that guy. Double sti- got stitches twice right there. Bang, bang.
0: Noodle Doodle writes, when I was 15, I realized getting sponsored wasn't realistic, so I decided I was going to start a debt company and own a shop. All right. So let me say this. <clears throat> The reason why we're talking like this is because we we've lived like a we've had a career in mm-hmm. skateboarding we've had pro boards we were that young kid that was like super excited wanted to be flow am pro been through that and now mm-hmm. we're older and we still want to be involved so we've like regardless of what you're gonna do and what you're gonna aim at just gain skills like Derek was saying like just learn stuff like find things you're interested in and try to expand yourself and bring value to those around, those around you and yourself and try to help, you know? If you if you want to help things grow, you can be a part of them. And there might be jobs for you there one day, you know? like. But I want to say this in defense, dude. I don't want anyone out there thinking it's not realistic to be a pro skateboarder because I was a 12-year-old kid from a broken family, and if someone fucking told me to just go get a job or to, that it wasn't realistic, that might have swayed me. I doubt it because I was very fixated on it. But, like, it's possibly a pro skateboarder. But... If you just want to be a pro skateboarder for selfish selfish reasons, it's only going to get you so far. The clout, yeah. yeah, it's only going to get you so far because like the dream don't work by yourself. You need everyone involved. Like all those filmers, photographers, team managers, they're all old skateboarders that were like spo- trying to be sponsored in am and pro, and they probably did it. Or they didn't, but they realized, hey, that dream's still got to carry on for the next because people want to be a part of things and having a team sick and pro graphics are rad and shoes are sick and like all this shit is amazing. And this whole little industry world that we create with our ideas and and then our actions is is unbelievable. It's worth working for, you know. Mm -hmm. It's worth doing emails and sacrificing even if you're not the pro anymore, you know. Mm -hmm. So you can be a pro skateboarder, but you're going to need those around you and you're going to have to help them and build them up just as much as you're doing for yourself, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. The thing I realized is like once I turned pro and I had these companies putting me in all the magazines and paying to advertise my name and build up my my name and my brand, my personal brand, Anthony Shetler, I realized like that's a gift. So now that people know who I am all over the world because I've got to fly around and get the country, now I can use that as leverage to start a brand to help all those around mm-hmm. me, like all the homies, you know, because I got the name and I got the, I've got the, all the stuff that people recognize and seen all the videos. So like a company paid for me to do that. That wasn't just me. It was was my hard work. I skated really hard and got all those opportunities and it squandered it. But dude, all those all my homies that were working at those companies, they helped me get me those ads, helped me get those videos, helped me. You know what I mean? Like they did all the work too. It doesn't. A lot of people will have egos and they think it's just how good they are. You know, mm-hmm. like maybe for Nyjah that's the case. He's the ultimate talent. But there's only like one of those a generation. Mm-hmm. Sheckler or something. You know. And even nowadays, it's like. So many people are good. So that's not what's going to make it. Mm-hmm. you got to have more skills.
1: And that's another thing, too, that, like, um experiencing coming up. If you could skate your ass off and you could skate seven days a week for ten hours a day, but that doesn't mean anybody owes you shit. Yeah. Like, you
0: know, might be boring as fuck. You might be too robotic. You might be just, like, no heart and soul. Exactly. Like, who knows? I see a lot of that where I'm like, yeah, you're technically the best skateboarder ever, but I'm not – doesn't move anything, mm-hmm.
1: you know? Like, some advice that – Because I've always been into a lot of shit, but for a while when I got caught up trying to really like go for the skating thing, like I lost sight of a lot of my interests and I just put all my eggs into skating and, you know, some advice for kids that are, that are sponsored or like almost sponsored is like, like I just said, don't skate. Nobody owes you shit just because you skate more and harder than the next person. Yeah. Like what an older dude is going to be interested in is like, you're not going to tell any 35-year-old sponsored pro anything he doesn't know about skateboarding? Yeah. You yeah. know, when you're like 19. You're not gonna fool your like, way into sponsorship. What, what <laughs> other what other hobbies and passions do you have? Like do you play guitar? Do you shoot photos? Do you fucking have a garden with tomatoes? Do you are you an electrician? Have are you developed carpenter? your character in yeah. other ways besides just being like uh kickflips all day? Exactly, yeah. because the the 35-year-old dude like doesn't care if you're gonna kickflip five out of the box. Like if you start talking to him and you're like Having a conversation and you're like, oh, dude, yeah, like I help my parents with our garden. You know, we have like we grow carrots or we grow this. And the older dude's like, shit, I want a garden. Like, so what? What kind of fertilizer do you? You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Shit like that. Or like, well, we
0: think like, who do we want to go in the van with, or exactly. who do we want to work with? Because like, I don't want to just work with the dude with the headphones on that can do the amazing tricks, but mm-hmm. doesn't socialize and doesn't have any real life skills. There's yeah, a lot like, of dudes
1: like that. And the older dudes <laughs> like like that are getting into their 30s that are professional skaters they're getting into other hobbies because they've been skating so hard so if you're into like carpentry and you like build shit the the older dude might be like wait so how do you do this or maybe like you're dope at cooking or you're a chef like whatever you do like whenever you do stuff outside of skateboarding it's going to influence your skateboarding Mm -hmm. you know like it's only going to add to it it's only going to bring more style to your skateboarding Um, you know
0: yeah uh amy's wants to know those are skateboards in the backdrop i'm sorry She's like, I gotta know, I must know, answer me.
1: Oh, these things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they just stacks realize. of skateboards.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you, Derek. Like, I think you know what you're saying, dude. <laughs> I want to see a real colorful one.
1: All right, hold on, Amy, I got you. There's a lot of colorful shit back here. Yeah,
0: I mean, this one's our Quint deck. Narragansett collab, all I need. Crush it like Quint. This one crushes. I'll give you one of mine. This is the mic board. That's the podcast deck. Podcast deck. There's only, like... Three left, no lie. Um, I think Derek's are all... F- oh, no, here's one. Derek's got one, one d left in the building right here. This is uh, In the Trenches deck, Foxhole Fukahara. This one sold fast, so only one left. Last
1: one, dude. Available now at allineedskate.com. Use oh. the use the discount code FOOKS, F-O-O-K-S. Save yourself 20% off. Cheer, cheer, cheer. Actually, I don't even know if that's still good. It is. It is it's it's so still good. good.
0: All right. All right, let me go back to YouTube live real quick. Noodle doodle says, "I want to have a career in skating, so I'll never I never have to quit. I don't want to be that guy who wishes he could skate, but his job makes it difficult. My intent is money and fame. It's to skate for life always." Oh, okay, so he's saying he just wants to skate for life. That's awesome, and I totally agree with you. I that's that's a good goal. My goal is the same. It's like I just want to have skateboarding in my life as long as possible. I'm not dreaming about Bentleys and all that stuff. It'd be nice to have all these really nice material things, but like that'll come if you work hard. But that doesn't drive me. And I'm sure it's the same with you. Like the, the things that drive me is just like how can we keep getting better and how can we do more for each other and like how can we keep skateboarding in our life so we can keep going. Like mm-hmm. especially at 36. I'm just, like, I want to be able to keep rolling around. I want to be involved. And I, even if we're not the pros, eventually, like, we'd be sick to have a team. And that's why we have all I need, you know. And mm-hmm. then we can help other dudes do mm-hmm. it. and it, they can We can relive it through them, you mm-hmm. know. Like, that's, like, something I admire or I love. Mm-hmm. I don't know if admire is the right word. But I love the concept of that is that I can still be – I can still help them do what I already got. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I feel so grateful and lucky, like, I'm sure you do, to have had pro model boards and been able to travel. And, like, it's, like, unbelievable.
1: That's it. It's all about experiences. It's not about the clout. It's all about doing shit with people that you care about, you know? Like, obviously, when you're young, the dream is like, wow, I'm looking at this brand that I love, and I would love to go on tour with those dudes. But, like, ultimately, it's all about creating your own community and making friends and making a little dope squad that you can experience the world with, you know? Yeah, um,
0: yeah. And it doesn't take as much as people think.
1: No, it takes, you know what it takes to take someone
0: with a spark and with like a desire and focus to like, to, to do it. You just can't let it go. A lot of people get robbed of their dreams cause they just, they don't follow through or they're let off the path. But it's like, if you pursue something long enough and you're open, like Derek was saying, to like take in new ideas and continue to progress and develop your character you can make anything happen
1: it's all about creating skateboarding is creating you're creating something out of nothing you know like you're creating this idea of a trick and you're making it reality by like hard work and blood and sweat and tears and broken boards and freaking out and anger and fun and all this shit and like i always say just get your crew together that you skate with and make a homie video the same shit we just did with a good eye like get your squad together and nobody has to be good at skating but like it doesn't have to be instagram clips like get you could film it with your phone but make a full-length video with your homies to where everybody has a two three minute part you get to pick your songs you get to edit it you learn how to edit You learn how to film. Maybe one of your homies, maybe one of the dudes in your crew like plays music, and then you can use some of his songs for the fucking video. Like create something that didn't exist before and by doing and then have a premiere at the fucking pizza shop with all your homies. You know what I mean? And get all like everybody from your school or your neighborhood there and everybody's cheering when they watch these video parts. And by doing that, the experience of doing all those tricks filming all those tricks going driving to the city hanging out in the alley while your homies trying a part seeing crackheads doing crazy shit getting yelled at getting stopped by cops like you have all these crazy experiences that you learn about life and the goal is to make the video yeah but then you get the life experience f- while you're filming the video and in hi- and and you don't realize how dope it is until you know in you're hindsight reflect. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: I agree I that's 100% I agree doing something with your friends and working on something not just sticking around all the time, but working on something like with having a goal, setting a goal goal with people and aiming at something and then trying to share that with people so they can check out everything you did and get more people involved. That ultimately is like the most rewarding stuff, you know, and it leads to good things
1: like podcasts. Exactly what we're doing right now. Like you didn't know what you're doing when you started this shit. You just had an idea. And then you learned, like, look at you. You got a dope-ass mixing board. Cute. You got the fucking program. You know how to work. You know, you're, you've got the cameras. You have it all set up with the mics. And you learned how to do all this shit just because you had an idea that you wanted to. It's because I want to keep skateboarding my life. You know?
0: If I can't physically do it and I'm 40, I want to be able to talk to skateboarders and talk mm-hmm. about skateboarding. Same with the videos. Like, if I can't physically do it, I still want to be involved, you know? hmm Like I'm saying, like people don't aim high enough. Like it's cool to want to be a pro skateboarder, but you got to even aim bigger than that. You should aim towards the fact that you want to keep skateboarding in your life and think like, hey, I'm going to be a grandpa one day. You know, Mm -hmm. like to me, I just want skateboarding has been my whole life and I just don't know how to let it go. And I don't want to. I don't think Mm -hmm. you have to. I think you just have to instead of taking from skateboarding, you have to give back to it. You have to give back. Because like a lot of people, you want to be pro and that's cool. You want to be pro, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can make that happen. Go for it. But that ends, you know, and if that's your only goal, then that's kind of like a shallow goal because you can become pro and then it's gone and then you got what you wanted. You see that dudes turn pro, get what they want. It wasn't everything they thought it was. They stopped making money. They got to get a job. Now they're no longer involved with skateboarding in some
1: capacity. Either that or they don't get a job and they're trying to get on any company that they could possibly get yeah, on. Yeah, because it's and all about thing, chasing you know, a
0: sponsor in the cloud. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you're missing the whole point. Is like everybody down there, you could go meet up and make an epic video and good things might happen because you guys are all still serving and working mm-hmm. towards skateboarding You know, mm-hmm. instead of just chasing after some fucking – Weird shit.
1: You know? mm-hmm. Go work at the shop and like throw games of skate and best trick contests and make the flyers and yeah, get, the, get yeah. the free shit to give to the winners and build that community.
0: Um noodle doodle, let me clarify. He said I meant my intent is not money and fame and it was typing too fast. <laughs> I understood what you meant, and I hope the listeners did too. I, I get it, man. Yeah, and I totally agree, Derek. Like life is long and it can be in the best way possible. Everyone says life's short, live it up. I agree it's short when you're young and you're like everything's new so it's just like fleeting and it's moving past you And but life could be long and you could be the curator you could be the designer of your life and you could like aim at things that are so far away that are going to take endless work and you just never set the ceiling you just keep going aiming at things that are so high up that no matter where you end up even if you don't end up at the tip top 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 you still you still have a goal that's almost unattainable but 100%. you're striving till you're dead, you know? 100 like, Everybody wants to reach the finish line. It's like, there's no finish line. It's infinite up there. You just mm-hmm. keep going. Like, you got to, your dreams will die and end. You'll achieve them. And then you got to still have a spark in you and you got to find things. We make purpose in life. It's not like, you know, it's like you figure out how to make purpose. Mm-hmm. And, you know?
1: When you achieve your goal, it's, it's not shit. the end. You know? When yeah. you achieve your goal, you're going to have to, like, reinvent yourself yeah you know yeah you're gonna have to figure out and then with the beauty of it is all that hard work you're gonna have all this knowledge yeah and you're gonna like the next thing you go into you're gonna be able to take that
0: and that's what success is and that's why like people become more successful once they've they've mastered something you know like once you work at something and you put it out there and you show people you're like look i want to do this and i don't care what it takes to do this i'm gonna make this happen and then you pursue that and you make all these mistakes, but you keep going and you're sharing what you're doing and you're get, and then you do it. People are like, oh, yeah, he took mm-hmm. all those lumps. Those setbacks didn't stop him. It just builds up your character and it gives you knowledge and understanding. And then you keep going and you pick other goals and then you keep going and keep going. And then that's what success is because you get better. You get the ball rolling and then you can keep it rolling. You know, mm-hmm. roll even faster, you mm-hmm. know, and you try not to make the same mistakes and stuff. It's hard. A lot of it's hard. It's, because it's exactly, a mental game say, too. It's hard. It's a dude. mental game too because like you got to remember what you're aiming at, man. That's why I call it. That's why I call the brand. All I need is because it's just a reminder to aim at things that we need, and it's usually family, friends, and skateboarding. Like I was like, like I don't want like I was like, let's have Derek come out because he's a good homie and he Fuck fucking yeah. contributes, and it's like that's more than me trying to hang on to money. Like oh, I don't want to f- pay for a flight or whatever. It's like no. He's gonna bring value. He already has. He put a full video out. He's gonna come out. The crew idolizes him. Like these young dudes look up to you. You know what I mean? Like it's like if you're if you just can't. We gotta invest in each other, and we gotta keep going. You know? Yeah.
1: Like, it, it, like people are the best thing to invest in. You know? Yeah. Like Shout invest out Dylan. in people. Choo! Yeah. What's up, D? Dylan yeah. said uh, I met you at Edge. Yeah. You know you can invest in the stock market and businesses and anything. Like you buy a camera, that's an investment because then you can use that to make money. And provide for yourself, but investing in people and investing in communities like the best thing that you can do. You know, because if you help a bunch of people out, they're not all gonna get your back, but you know, you are never gonna be alone if you are yeah. doing shit for other people. And like, yeah, and like, if you
0: are, it's hard to say this because it sounds I sound stupid, but <laughs> but it's like, if you are just uh, people are the most valuable thing beyond mm-hmm. money. That's what makes me sad. Is like people. Lust after money so much that they neglect humans and neglect themselves, you know. And it's like the money only has any value because we take it and do things with it. So, you're like your quality and your character and what you do with it. It's just a tool. Same with fire. It's like fire. Fire is a super powerful thing, but if you have an evil fuck, he's going to start fires everywhere and burn everything down. But if you have someone who's like, nah, let's use this tool for something that can help us, they might fucking forge steel out of the fire and then build houses for everyone, you know, mm-hmm. like. So it's, like, ultimately, what's more valuable than money? And in America, it's changing slightly. But, like, when we were coming up, it's just, like, everyone's aiming at being a millionaire and, like, materialistic things. And everyone thinks they're entitled to it because we're in the best country in America. Fuck yeah. And, like, Mm -hmm. I like, I love where we live. But, like... We gotta take care of humans Because humans make the value Not the lex. Lexus don't make you valuable Like None of that shit means anything If you're a shitbag You know mm-hmm.
1: Like
0: That's why you see a lot of people They just want those superficial things Because they think they earn the they earn the clout because they have the symbol.
1: Oh, and you'll get the fucking clout, <laughs> yeah. but that shit ain't gonna last. You're gonna
0: fool a bunch of people that are like you. Yeah, Fooled. and it's not gonna last. <laughs> la-
1: yeah, those are the people that you know. If, if yeah. you fool them, those are the people that aren't gonna give a fuck about you, and it's you lose gonna, it.
0: It's a house of cards. It's gonna fall. It's apart. gonna fall. And yeah, yeah, like
1: people have a limit, unlimited potential.
0: That's what I was gonna say earlier. You know, we don't know what the potential is of human because like we're growing and we're in it, and it's hard to know how high, how how much we can do and what we can mm-hmm. actually take what we can bear, you know, Mm -hmm. like who knows? I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I take on a lot. You you could help somebody out and you never know what's going to happen. Like you could fucking like look out for some younger cat in your, in your community. And that person could end up being the next Nigel. That person could end up being the next fucking Steve jobs. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and you don't need credit. you just have the self satisfaction that you like helped, you know, behind the scenes. Like, It's, yeah, it's just, it's all ego. It's just taking ego out of everything.
0: Yeah, exactly. You got to get rid of the ego. Mm -hmm. The ego is such a funny word because it means so much to so many different people. But you just got to, or I just got to remind myself that I got to get past myself and that I don't know everything and that I got to keep growing and learning, you know, like the ego or whatever it is makes you think that you have it all figured out. And then that usually bursts, you know, and it's like, that's what hurts, you know, it's like, if you just start off in the beginning and go, look, I'm just a work in progress and I'm just hoping that I'm smart enough or intelligent enough to not to keep tripping over my own feet. And that I had these perceptions that were gifts to me, like being able to hear what someone's saying or to be able to learn how to articulate what I'm feeling and mean to other someone, you know, like that we could build up ourselves and our perceptions Mm -hmm. so that we can our potential could be boundless like mm-hmm. you see examples of people that do great things all the time mm-hmm. and then money is mean- meaningless to them cuz they have so much but it's because mm-hmm. they've helped so many people usually mm-hmm. you have tons of people and you all you help each other and help each other and then you can have really nice things cuz they don't own you
1: yeah good things happen to people who are open and help other people you yeah. know and like for the most part when you see successful people like most of them deserve it you know, most of these people like have earned it through having good relationships with people and being compassionate and helping people. And, you know, there's like a common theme with a lot of people that just like have a beautiful life, Yeah, you know? And yeah, I think that's it. I think it's just, we can always be better. You know, we can always, you know, if you look at it like that, if you look at life where like, you can always improve, not just skateboarding. Cause we look at it with whatever our passion is. Like I can always be a better skateboarder. I can always be better at this sport. I can always be a better student. I can always be a better photographer. Um, but you know, if you really look into your side yourself and you're always, and it's ne- you're never gonna be perfect, but you're like, I can always be a better listener. Yeah. I can be, like you said, I can be better at articulating. Yeah. I could be better at, um, moderating my soda intake. Like I could be better at eating vegetables. There's just like I could be better at calling my, my my mother. Yeah, you know, like there's always room for improvement. And I think if you just understand that and you're constantly working at yourself, um, good things are gonna happen. One hopes, right? You know, one hopes. Yeah. Bless all those bankers. <laughs> yeah. Go for your but like even own at that.
0: Life. But even at but even at that, it's like that shit don't define us. It's like you can. Your needs are pretty basic Mm -hmm. You need shelter You need family You need friends And if you have some of those basic things You can build off of them You know Mm -hmm. People just want more than they've earned at the moment You know Like Mm -hmm. when you're young You're young And you just like See all these flashy lights And the heights that could be And you want it as soon as possible You know Like Mm -hmm. who doesn't Mm -hmm. You know And you're almost told in this country You're entitled to it You know
1: 100%
0: People set that trap up
1: You know Dude they do Yeah and I think like hearing this, if you're young and you're listening to this shit, like maybe we sound it, like assholes. it's just, it's probably doesn't make any sense, but like once you hit adversity, this is kind of the stuff that goes through your mind, you know, yeah, like yeah. Anthony and I have both, you know, Anthony has experienced adversity from like an extremely young age, like his whole childhood. And then, you know, like your path in skateboarding, you know, like yeah. Faced yeah, yeah. a lot of adversity. Like Definitely. I faced a lot of adversity, you know, like when I first came onto the scene and like, I dropped a part that kind of gained a little bit of attention, but then like I was just a super fucking like thirsty kid who just came off pretty kooky. And then I had to, I've been there, you know, and then, (laughs) and then you have to reflect because at that point my dreams got shattered. Yeah. You know, and I knew it wasn't my skating. I was like dropping tricks that till this day have not been done. But so what the fuck was it? You know? And it was just like, Oh, I need to look inside myself and I need to figure out what I'm doing wrong. And, whatever these personality issues I have and kind of figure out and take that ego down a few notches and get some perspective, you know? So if you're listening to this, you're like, what the fuck are these dudes talking about? Um, we're just speaking from adversity. You know what I mean? And we're two dudes that we're have always have been very unsure, unsure about, the future, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. very insecure about, you know, we got to fucking make a living and we have to provide for ourselves to, to be a functioning adult. And a lot of people, you know, I know that, like, and I know probably at a younger age you were like that. You know, I hit that at a, maybe a little older age. And then you really have to figure out like awareness and yeah. figure out, and then to the point where we're both our businesses like i have a separate business like i was saying like an agency in the cannabis space creating content and it's very very uh, we sh- we should shift
0: to that though because yeah. i kind of want to talk about that as well so high rise maybe yeah. start with like how it came to be and where we're at like work your way towards Mon- okay yeah.
1: so it started okay so shetler and i used to ride for world together Two. and then world can their program and then i'm left as a 29 year old dude who doesn't know what the fuck I'm going to do with my life. And I have some skills, but I don't have a lot of experience. Like I've always had jobs. Like I'm saying, like always worked at skate shops through events for the younger generation Um, was involved in so much
0: but you you were busy pursuing skateboard life so you weren't like in the job market per se trying to like
1: profession career yeah like people are trying
0: to get like and even like we were saying earlier that shit doesn't necessarily work out for them either exactly
1: (laughs) so it was difficult for me and i had skills you know when we when i was writing for world like they were using all my photos for the catalogs like i shot a bunch of the ads like i was helping film like i filmed a bunch of the shit in the videos and uh But when all that shit comes crashing down, you're like, what am I supposed to do? Nobody gives a shit that used to be a uh, washed-up pro skater. They don't
0: care about your nollie, flip, crank, grind anymore. You're like, what the fuck, dude? It doesn't fucking matter, you know? That took me
1: fucking seven hours. NBDs (laughs) don't matter in the real world. Yeah, there you go. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, my homie Aaron that I, you know, skated with a bunch um, from my hometown, he had started this clothing company when he was working at the skate park. It's called the High Rise Hell yeah. And he was just, you know, doing it for fun, making like t-shirts and stickers. And then it turned into hoodies and it turns into hats. And I would go kick it with them and smoke every couple months because I was doing the world thing. And I was like traveling a bunch. And it would, just, it would just see the progress, you know. And Aaron and I used to do all this shit together. We'd make funny skits and we'd do silly videos for YouTube like way back, dude. Like in like 2009, yeah. you know, 8, 7, like way when YouTube was really fresh. So, and you know, I would give Aaron like a bunch of like stickers and he would like flip a bunch of my like shitty t-shirts that I wasn't going to wear for my packages. So like we'd (laughs) always do weird little business things and create together, you know, and then, um, fast forward, he's doing high rise. I'm out skating and, um, skating thing ends and he puts out a Facebook thing. I've always backed high rise. I was like, this is bigger than a clothing company, bro. Like even when it was like six months old, I was like, this is bigger than clothing. Like this could be vice one day, you know, you're not pigeonholing yourself into some like stoner shit, um, fast forward about a year after world ends he puts out a little facebook thing like who wants to edit like a little skate montage of the high-rise team and i'm like i got you so i edited that for how did it
0: how did the skate thing end like like take me right to that moment where it's like you got to figure out something oh
1: you want to hear how the world thing ended yeah okay so (laughs) this is awesome so like i was like living by my pops so I was probably like 26 because I was just, tra- yeah, RIP to my pops. And then, um, till I was like 26, I'm traveling like six months out of the year and I'll just pay him a little bit of rent instead of paying like full rent. So then like, he pretty much kicks me out cause he wants to redo his house and I'm like, it's time for me to go anyway. I'm not going to like fight you on that. So I just couch surf for like a full year, um, end up getting on world at that time. And then I'm like living with homies. I get in a, and then I end up moving into a house in Long Beach And then I like buy my dad's car off of him and I get health insurance. Hell yeah. And literally I get health insurance the next day buy my dad's car off of him. I'm dropping my dad off at his new whip and I'm driving home or I'm driving back to Long Beach and I'm getting off the freeway and RP calls me. RP is the old brand manager of world. And he's like, what's up, dude? And I'm like, what up, RP? He's like, what do you got going on? I'm like, bro, I just got my, I got a new whip. I got my health insurance yesterday. I got to live in this house now. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I feel really- like a full blown adult. <laughs> and then he goes, well. Fuck, that's the pay. Yeah, RP is the nicest dude on the planet. Like, just the sweetest dude. And he's like, well, this, you're making it really hard for me right now. But uh, yeah, um, we're cutting the paychecks. Uh-huh. Literally, like the day I just signed up for health insurance and a so- car. And I'm just like, of course, like I get it, dude. I'm not mad at URP, whatever, whatever. And then I get home and I'm just, and it hits me. And I'm just like, it's like right when I started dating Jen, you know, like six months after I started dating Jen. And like, I'm just in my room, like, how the fuck am I going to pay for this $750 a month room and $260 yeah. a month for health insurance and paying, making payments towards my dad and being this full blown adult? So I literally am like, go to get a job at the skate shop in Long Beach where the dude's paying me five dollars an hour under the table yeah and I'm like fucking 28 years old you can't you can't live off that and I'm still getting like an Ezekiel check at the time so I'm still like working at the shop and like trying to do hustles and shit here and there and then yeah that's when Aaron puts that shit out so yeah I was like rock bottom you know pretty rock bottom right there yeah and um you know I have no ego for that like I'm working making five six dollars an hour at the shop people come in and they see a pro skater working at the skate shop and people think whatever the fuck they want to think yeah like, but it's hard a like, shit like it's hard being like
0: like because i did like when the pro thing ended for me i had to go get the warehouse job you know mm-hmm. and it's hard because like people know you as a pro skateboarder mm-hmm. and they're like damn damn and then all of a sudden that title or whatever stripped from you yeah and like i that ego in you is like like you just it's like a long fall because you're like yeah like all this stuff i worked for i earned it and people believed it and they're like yeah you're that dude and then Mm -hmm. that's stripped from you and now you're just in a warehouse yeah you're not a pro anymore those boards don't matter like all that shit you're like what
1: lucky for me like i accomplished more than i ever thought i would accomplish on a skateboard and after the world thing like you know being on world and having the dope team that we had and it was like a real Mm -hmm. family and I got my name on a board and I got to travel so much and I didn't, I didn't want anything else out of skating anymore. Yeah. You know, like I didn't, I'm done. Like I gave a lot to skating. I was part of a lot of community. I did a lot of shit. I can honestly say like I gave my heart to skateboarding. I didn't just take from skateboarding. That's, that's a good thing. And I can honestly say that. And you know, I was cool. Like I didn't have to get on another company. You know, I think I might've hitched you up like a little bit after and been like, what's up with all I need. And you're just like, I kind of got to figure it out. And then I pretty much just started working on my life. Yeah. And I had zero, I didn't give a shit about skate. Like I care about skating and I want to skate, but I wasn't trying to get on another. It company. was probably almost relieving, right? Yeah.
0: Cause like that whole grind thing of like trying to be a pro skateboarder and get paid, is like you were saying, like very seldom people and it's fleeting, mm-hmm. so, so only so many people make it happen. And then even at that, it's fleeting. Like yeah. think about the magazines. If we go back 10 years and look at all the magazines, all those dudes were in ads and none of them are even around. You don't 100%. even know if they're skating anymore. For sure. And they were getting paid and traveling and all that shit, you know? Yep. So it's like, it's so fleeting. So it's almost such a hard grind that it's like almost relieving, right? hundred percent, so like, All right, now I can just like, figure out what the fuck i'm doing like what do i do now you know
1: yeah so then you know and you
0: are lucky the sense that you did a lot and you achieved a lot within skating because you got in the videos you got some recognition you got to travel you had your name on a board like you get the respect like
1: it was way easier to let it go yeah because because i had accomplished a lot you know i was very grateful for that and then so yeah i'm just kind of doing my thing not really trying to figure it out and then not really knowing what to do just trying to figure out the fuck i'm gonna do and aaron puts that out there and i'm like i got you whatever i'll get paid like 200 bucks to make this edit i don't even know what i did yeah and then so i went down there i edited it and then this was like right when instagram like right before they made videos like they made the 15 second videos so i went down there i edited it and then we like um i'm like yo give me some hats i'll just walk around and shoot them so i would like walk around shooting photos of hats and then you know, provided that value for High Rise to start posting it online, and the fifteen-second videos rolled out around the same time. And I'm like, cool, like, because High Rise Aaron was a skater, so he wanted it to be like skate team based, yeah. you know. So I'd take the homies who rode for the team, and we just go out and shoot little fifteen-second commercials highlighting the the socks or the tees or or whatever. And the homie would like one eighty a fucking bump to bar or something like that. Yeah. So I'd do some cool shit like that, and then that just you know it weren't, started working one day a week for Aaron. And then fast forward to uh, maybe like six months to a year later, started working like three days a week just helping with content. And then um, we started a YouTube channel to push the apparel. The apparel doing great. We're like the first people to put lit on a hat, sold fuck tons of those. <laughs> first people to make like all over weed print joggers. First, yeah. you know, like just made pretty dope like stoner apparel that people weren't doing. It was, it was apparel focused. We were like featured on the front page of Karma Loop like all the time. Like we were getting bunch of wholesale accounts like we were doing pretty good with the apparel so then we started a youtube channel to push that called high rise tv and we our first upload was the uh world record hot box we hot box 305 grams of concentrates in a dispensary and we shot it like super slow-mo like really good high quality video yeah and that was our first upload to youtube and then we launched a a show called two girls one bong and it was at the time there was literally not a lot of people doing weed shit on YouTube. There was maybe like three or four channels, um, that were one of them's local. Uh, her name's silence hippie Sasha. She's like not far from here. She's in Rhode Island. Shout out. It was choo, like choo, 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 choo. Uh, Sasha, this dude custom grow this chick Haley Four Twenty, strain central. There's only a handful of people that were making weed content, just making vlogs and just like smoking in front of the camera. So we're like, let's do our, our, let's do our own spin on this. So, Aaron was dating this girl, Mackenzie, at the time. And we had her and then her friend, this chick, Joya, who modeled for us a couple times. We started a show called Two Girls, One Bong. Started doing, like, smoking challenges, like smoking foot-long blunts to ourselves or fucking one-ounce joints or just whatever smoking challenges. And they had really good chemistry. And I pretty much produced, directed, shot, edited that show. And um, that blew the fuck up. And we ended up getting like 30,000 subscribers in one weekend. And we ended up getting 100,000 subscribers in six months. And we blew this shit the fuck up. And then from there we knew we kind of had something. And then we were kind of um, doing a bunch of merch. So we figured out the e-commerce business pretty well. And we were doing manufacturing. We owned screen pruning and embroidery machines. So we were just pumping out. And then Aaron, who's just the stoner, Mark Zuckerberg, pretty much (laughs) found out. He figured out the Facebook ads, and we were just selling a fuck ton of hats and tees, and just crushing it. Move into a giant warehouse—it's like six thousand square foot warehouse—and we just start cranking on the merch. And then it kind of took us away from the content. You know, we had like two hundred thousand subscribers, but then we kind of like slacked on that because we were more focused on like business stuff. We started getting into like Gary V and all that shit a couple years ago. And then at the end of that, we realized like, dude, with like 20 employees, like we're doing merch for a gang of people and it's just kind of a headache, you know, like if you want to make $1,500 in hats, you have to sell $5,000 worth of hats and then you got to pay for the blanks and then you have to pay a homie to go pick up the blanks and bring them back and you got to pay for somebody to run the machine and then you got to fucking pay for somebody to ship and you got to pay for the boxes for shipping and you got to do the labels and the printing labels for if you guys ever print labels with one of those little machines, they're yeah. the biggest headache on the planet. <laughs> so just like it was way too much and it kind of took us away from why Aaron started the brand in the first place is cause we want to do fun shit with our friends. Yeah. And we want to create, you know? And my inspiration for high rise TV and all the content that I created to spearhead this platform was like girl chocolate, Crail Tap, have fun, smiles, high fives. Let's do some fun shit and then let's make some like hijinks in it. Like how to roll blunt on that ass or yeah. like just, on an ass, yeah, saying, just yeah. stupid dumb gravity bong shit and just like make it fun and good vibes you know and so then we're doing all that merch stuff and we're kind of getting over it and my partner Aaron was literally like probably affecting his health because it was like so stressful just dealing with all that and we decided constantly
0: like, trying to put out fires because you're doing yeah, so much shit you're like, there's
1: like too much to keep track of so in and in all while this is happening we're starting to kind of like low-key create content for other people because we've starting to like blow up instagram accounts in this youtube channel so we're meeting all these brands they want to feature they want features on our uh, youtube channel so we're doing little ad things there and we're like creating unique original content for them and then it just turned into the point where like why don't we just start an agency where we just create content cannabis content we've proven it we have all these accounts and platforms that we've made original content with that kill it and they get a shit ton of views so why don't we just start doing this for other brands so we moved out of that warehouse we still have the warehouse but we moved aaron moved into this three-bedroom house in long beach and we launched high-rise media co which is our um cannabis agency to grow cannabis and cbd brands and we started with basically the the stuff that we had shot i created a reel and then um Aaron DM'd about one thousand companies. Yeah. And we got our first deal. We pay we got paid five hundred dollars to shoot I shot sixty photos and four videos for five hundred dollars. And then I bought a drone and we used the drone for that. And then, you know, that that spearheaded it, and from there we just kept adding to our reel, adding to our reel, adding to our reel, adding to our reel. And then, you know, fast forward a year and a half, we're one of the biggest agencies in the cannabis space. We've created content for over 150 brands in a year and a half, um, shooting packages, you know, 30 photos, 60 photos, four videos, 12 videos a month or whatever. And we just like our gift, I guess you could say is that we have the ability to crank out, um, volume, you know, like nowadays it's, you know, you could go make the fucking best video ever and spend three months on it and spend all this money but it, you upload it to the gram and it just misses the algorithm and you get 100 views yeah. or you could go shoot 60 fucking photos and upload every single day once or twice a day and just you know just clog the fucking feed for brand awareness yeah and like that's kind of our bread and butter um is just cranking shit out fast so now we have this agency and we found ourselves, we didn't know when we started the YouTube or the clothing company that there's this cannabis community out there. Now, you know, we found that cannabis community and we're a giant part of it and we helped spearhead a lot of the social media influencer cannabis, whatever, like Mackenzie's now, you know, top three cannabis influencers in the world. She has like 500,000 followers and all her videos get half a million views and she's making ridiculous amounts of money. All these influencers, um, We've grown with them since they had no followers, like yeah. the main ones. So, um, yeah, we're just a agency that creates content, facilitates marketing strategies. And now we do, mer- you know, we have the manufacturing in our back pocket. So we do merch for a lot of the brands, shoot content for a lot of the brands, run a lot of the brands, Instagrams, um, just growing our network every single day just
0: it sounds like you guys have been creating something for a while now and now you have multiple facets and streams of ways to make income and to like bring value to people that need help or want to you know be part of it and help
1: we're all about bringing value we're not about the clout like we don't we you know our first year in business we did really well and there's not overhead there's no fucking overhead yeah you know what i mean we don't have to pay for the machine we don't have to pay five thousand dollar rent or you know five for a five thousand square foot warehouse like there's no overhead so we made a good amount of money. We didn't pay ourselves much, you know. We yeah. pay ourselves like a very small salary and we save money so that we can pay the influencers that we work with. We can pay talented photographers and videographers to help grow this brand. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you have to invest. we're in it for the long run. It's the same thing as skateboarding. Um, I love skateboarding. I love creating. Um, my father was a food photographer, advertising food photographer. I grew up around his studio. My gift is product photography. I'm, it's not my passion. It's my gift. It's, you know, Kevion, the dude who does skate to real estate, like super smart dude. I listened to him on the drama podcast. And he said, your gift is something that you can do and make money easier than other people with less effort. So, and it's something that you like to do. You might not love it. You might not, you know what I mean? Like photography, I love creating. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Video, photo, podcast, fucking whatever it is I love creating um I can shoot these product shots I can shoot 40 to 50 product shots a day because I it just my brain works that way because I just grew up around my dad shooting fucking Jose Olay frozen burritos and Orville Redenbacher and Baskin Robbins I grew up in my dad's studio so this should just come second nature to me it's something that I can do easier than other people and I can crank it out faster so we built pretty much built this business on the back of that you know and um, figure out other ways to bring value to, yeah. to brands. And it's just figuring out, like, I always say this in our podcast. In our podcast shout out to the High Rise podcast. Yeah. Um, I forgot because I gave myself a fucking shout out and I'm not even high. But,
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> You're talking
1: about oh, uh, 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 your gift. Yeah. yeah so your, your gift buddy. is something that you can do better than other people. And you don't realize it's your gift because it comes so easy to you. You know what I mean? Like I get so critical about my photos, but Aaron always just reassures me that, yo bro, these are chill. These are good. They're better than fucking 90% of the shit out there. You know, I'm not the best, but it's better than 80, 90% of the shit out there. Yeah. So it's like your gift and you don't even know your gift, you know, like you have a gift. Everybody out here, we have a gift. We all are raised differently. You know what I mean? Like maybe your pops was a carpenter and you're really good with woodworking. Maybe your fucking mom is a baker and you just naturally know how to bake. Like we all have a gift because we all come through something different. You know, maybe your parents were hustlers and you just got that gift to gab. Like, Everybody out there has something that you naturally are going to do better than eighty percent of the population. He, he, I'm just throwing that number out. I don't know if that's funny. He's a,
0: he's a statistic doctor. There's yeah. doctors that know about statistics. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so it's I, just I, like my bro statistics. I just throw shit out there.
0: Um, yeah, man. I uh, yeah, because I was, when you're saying this, I'm like thinking about my gift, and I think my gift. Cause it's something I enjoy, but it's not like it's not skateboarding. Well, I guess it is. Everything I do, I kind of gravitate and try to weave it into skateboarding Mm -hmm. somehow. But I feel like my gift is like being able to like do the skateboard lessons. Mm -hmm. Because like I can, I like. I had a the my mom was such a mess. You know, she was a grown child. You Mm -hmm. know, and she was like having issues and like she through dealing with her, it made me very empathetic and understanding and like being able to deal with the full range of highs and lows of emotions and psych- psychology basically. Cause my mm-hmm. mom was a big psychology, uh, experiment, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I couldn't really, she was sober and then high and then like falling apart. And then like she, Lisa was a, she was very dynamic. She could have been anything, but you know, but through that I learned like about the human condition and about, how people think and like I've just been able to be real empathetic. So like with skateboard lessons, it's like I'm pretty damn good at it because mm-hmm. I'm just like most people just like most kids show up and they just like they need an example of an adult that will listen to them and also challenge them slightly, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like, that's pretty That na- comes natural to me because mm-hmm. I'm just like through all the shit, my life experience. So it's easy to make money that way. Mm-hmm. It's like I do a good job and they just keep coming back. More people spread the word and it's not necessarily something I'd want to do all the time. That's mm-hmm. why I only do it on the weekends usually because I'm like it, – then it gets burned. It burns me out, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's just like – it's almost like that's what I'm, I'm saying is it feels like that might be my gift, you know. Mm-hmm. Because in the sense, it's like I, I meet all these people that, that are interested in skateboarding, and I get to help them be safe and learn, like, balance. And, like, mm-hmm. I make friends, and then they're autonomous. My goal is to get them autonomous, and I make a little bit of money doing it, and I get to help them, and they help me because the lessons are for me too. Because mm-hmm. I get reminded that, like, I'm still a child at heart, you know. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: keeps you young. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: good to have a gift, like and I that. think
1: everybody has one, you know. And people think, you know, you people say shit to you when you're young, and you believe it, you know. Like people say negative shit to you, you know, that you're not going to be shit, or you're a fucking loser, or a teacher, you know. Like you look at all these like successful people, like there's people out there that. Jalen Brown on the Celtics, like his fucking teachers told him that he would never do shit with his life. (laughs) You know what I mean? And he's like, fucking kills it. Like any successful people, you're always going to hear stories like that. You're going to hear stories that people shit on them. But guess what? Flip that shit, use it into motivation and let that shit fuel you and become successful. Yeah. Where it is a chip on your shoulder, you know? But we like, we all have a gift and everybody out there, you have, are you someone who's witty? Are you the one that's funny and you can make your group laugh? Like, Whip that shit into something. You know what I mean? Like, nurture that. Like, maybe you can be a stand up comedian. Maybe you don't want to be a stand up comedian. Maybe you can be a writer. Maybe you can just write a blog. Maybe you can just be a writer for a show. Maybe you can write for a a radio station. Maybe you can write, like, whatever it is. Like, nurture whatever your gift is and try it. Maybe it's something you're kind of good at, but you have passion for it. Like, I wasn't a gifted skateboarder. Like, people are like, have told me, like, all the time, like, you're so fucking talented. Like, no, motherfucker. I fucking. Sorry, New England. I Kobe Bryant did that shit. I was out till <laughs> fucking one in the morning skating flat every single fucking night by myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh uh-uh. uh. I ain't fucking talented. Like, when I started skating, when I was in middle school, motherfuckers were already skating handrails and mini tables on flat when I was trying to learn how to kickflip.
0: Yeah. They all
1: fucking quit. I didn't. I kept fucking going. Yeah. It's all persistence, passion, patience, perseverance. You yeah. know what I mean? Just fucking, if you're barely, like, I was athletic that was my thing. Like I was athletic cause I played fucking basketball my whole life as a child. And I fucking worked so hard at that from like not starting to being like the team captain type shit. Yeah. So like I was athletic. That was my one thing in skateboarding that kind of gave me an advantage to start kind of later and figure it out. Yeah. But I wasn't a talented skateboarder. I wasn't a gifted skateboarder. It wasn't skateboarder. just like natural. I was just yeah. so passionate and I could use my athletic athleticism to kind of figure it out. Yeah. Um, I'm kinda of same.
0: Yeah. Similar. I was athletic, but like I didn't naturally learn skating easy, but I, hard just, skateboarders. I just had drive, yeah. you know. So mm-hmm. it's like you can win. What is the saying? It's like um work what is it? Talent work beats talent if talent don't work. Exactly. Is that, like that what it is? Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's close enough, yeah. yeah it's something expression. like that, yeah. we yeah, where you're just out because you want it more, you know? Yes. Then someone who's just, it's naturally good for them, but they just don't
1: want it as bad. Mm -hmm. But then talent with hard work, then you're fucking a LeBron James. Then you're, you know. Things
0: explode. Because even
1: Kobe, bro, like, sorry, New England once again. Like, he's definitely not, like, the most talented. He was the hardest. He had a little bit of talent, but he was the hardest worker. Like, one of my favorite photos ever is this motherfucker. There's a photo of him in the gym in the middle of the night wearing pajamas. And then on top of his pajamas, he has a practice jersey on. And he has a cast on his right hand, which is his shooting hand. And he's in the middle of the night shooting fucking free throws left handed in his pajamas. Hell like, yeah. That's what's going to fucking make you, like, you're going to have to do that. Like, it's a competitive world out there. And, like, you got to want it. You know what I mean? Like, it,
0: well, that's why it's important that, like, you don't, you listen to yourself. Because if you're going to go after something, you got to really give a shit about mm-hmm. it. Because there's other people out there that, like, they want it. You yeah. got to be a little
1: bit delusional. Yeah. yeah. You got to be a little bit delusional and you got to like, you know, when you watch, like I watch a lot of fighting and these dudes, like they all think they're the fucking best and you have to think you're the best, Yeah, you know, like to even be able to step foot in a fighting, ring or an octagon Yeah, fighting or whatever. is a whole Like thing, it's crazy. Um, you have to have a <clears> lot of <throat> confidence in yourself and you're going to get insecure and that confidence is going to get knocked down a lot, but you just have to remind yourself and you know like yeah. just keep working keep your eye on the goal goal is the number one thing having a goal is the beginning you could fucking work hard and all this shit but if you don't have a goal to work towards it's you're gonna be running its place on the treadmill like yeah you the number one thing is like what do you want yeah. you know like what do you see yourself doing and like going back to you know like or even
0: more importantly what do you need exactly you could build off exactly your needs. so look inside and be like what do i really need at this moment in time yes and then figure that out because what you need isn't always what you want you know 100% because a lot of us want things you know and it's mm-hmm. like yeah i'm gonna work towards that but mm-hmm. it's not like a necessity you just like lust after mm-hmm. it, you know but you need things and once you figure out that's the hardest part is figuring out what the fuck you need
1: thousand percent because
0: you don't even always want to admit it
1: you know it's sometimes
0: a- you need a job and you don't want to admit it you're like i the- need a fucking job i need to learn how to work mm-hmm. i don't know how to work
1: I didn't want to fucking work <laughs> at the skate shop making $6 an hour when yeah. minimum wage is nine fifty or 10 I don't even know what minimum wage is. I was making half of it. Yeah, man. You know? And yeah. I wasn't complaining because I needed the fucking money. Yeah. Because I, I was almost 30, and I wasn't getting paid to skate anymore. Yeah, man. So.
0: Yeah, I just focus on the things that you need, and it's usually minimal. It's, mm-hmm. sm- it's simple things. Like, you need friends, family, skateboarding, something simple. And then you get those things, and you safeguard them, and then you build off of those things. Mm-hmm. You know? For some people, it's whatever
1: you know like and if you keep your head down and work like when you do look up you'll see the progression
0: and the idea is not like it's funny because when you're young you think you don't want to work but you I want to work I just want to work on things that matter with people that matter
1: good things come to those who work hard yeah, yeah 100% it doesn't it doesn't matter what it looks like what the how much clout they have how much You know, like material shit they have, like good things come to people who fucking grind it. And
0: even all those people, all those people that are promoting all the shit, like all the lifestyle of like all this nice shit, if they're really gonna keep it, it's because they've worked for it.
1: I'll tell you right now, we (laughs) work with people that make a shit ton of money smoking weed doing nothing. Yeah. And those people are more insecure. Yeah. And not always completely happy
0: and that shit goes away super fast too because Mm -hmm. what the only way you can maintain it is if you're not so insecure Mm -hmm. and you're happy you know Mm -hmm. like otherwise you fall apart and all that material shit can't protect you Mm -hmm. you know which is unfortunate dude fortunes are made in uh,
1: rise and fall every day dude it's insane every day you never know what's gonna happen some shit could affect your life you wake up tomorrow and you get a phone call or something happens and that shit gonna change your life yeah man you know um congrats to the toronto raptors right hell yeah where'd your spark come for basketball um i don't know man i was young and i played ball when i was like it it, that was like my first love for sure like my dad was a big baseball dude like a dodgers fan my grandfather like followed the dodgers since before they even came to la when they were in brooklyn so i came from like a baseball and like fishing family nice japanese and like I don't know like I was I didn't really like just like sitting I played ball a little bit you know like yeah. b- baseball like but I didn't like your kid and you're in the middle of the outfield and no balls are coming to you and it's hot as fuck and you're Boring. wearing these pants exactly <laughs> I like basketball you know it's constant movement it was constant reacting on the fly like and I suck, dude like I didn't suck but I was just like I wasn't very good and you know probably started playing like eight nine years old and I wasn't that great and but just with every day after school or whatever, that was my shit. I'd be outside with like a boombox, just going ham. Yeah. Just like typical fucking kid, just counting down the buzzer beaters and the best. Just, just going 100% by myself. Like imagination, imaginary defenders, just like silly shit, you know? Probably didn't help you get any better. <laughs> no. So, and then like I like worked my fucking ass off. And then um, by the time I was in middle school, I was playing spring and summer league with the high school JV team. Nice. So I was like about to be grandfathered into the varsity team in my freshman year. Yeah. And cause I already knew all the dudes like it was on. And um, going into eighth grade or going into ninth grade, my, so I started skating in middle school. thought it was just like a phase, you know, it was cool, whatever. And then I snapped my arm the first week out of eighth grade skating. Yeah. Like, you guys should see like still got the scar Ooh, double-sided scar both my bones and i was just like all right well skating's done like basketball my shit like i had like a path i was in like honors since i was in like fourth grade like japanese as fuck and then <laughs> uh, i was like i'm just gonna be academic scholarship to like a division four school because i'm like a little ass japanese dude i'm not gonna be able to play anything but i'll just get like a fucking ride to sit on the bench at like two million division. on the bench you know what i'm saying yeah and I do. so <laughs> i'd be like jeremy lynn that never made it to the league and, uh, <laughs> so that was like my that's what I thought was gonna happen you know just all honors classes like playing sports and shit and um then I I went through my freshman year and the coach that I was supposed to play varsity for got fired and they put in a new coach and he's just like nope all freshmen play frosh soft and then wait what yeah he like say it again all freshmen play frosh soft like it doesn't matter that I've been practicing with like what, what, what did
0: you say though uh, like you
1: were chewing on your tongue okay frosh soft is like freshman sophomore team. oh okay okay yeah so like <laughs> like no freshman can play jv that makes no sense. freshman can play anything even yeah. though i'd already been practicing with those dudes like yeah. they're um, like
0: that's the thing about sports bro yeah so, so this man. coach didn't know who i was he was
1: just being like exactly and i played my freshman year and i had a really selfish i'd really selfish teammates because i was point guard little fucking asian dude i was naturally on point guard so i try to run the fucking play and i bring the ball up and i pass to somebody and they would just do a kobe fadeaway triple teamed and i'm just like arm like throwing up the w like yeah fucking we're together dude so and then we you know the beginning of the year i tried to hang out with the team together nobody hung out and and then i was like like pretty depressed my freshman year my parents are going through divorce like both my, my dad's parents died 10 days apart. Like, it was just hectic for me. My freshman year, I had all these honors classes. My sister was two years older than me, and she was just like, all the teachers loved her. Yeah. And I came in and, like, didn't really give a fuck. So they all hated me. So they were just giving me shit my whole freshman Derek's year. Derek's a dick. Dude, it was so bad. So at the end of my freshman year, I pretty much just quit all sports and dropped out of all honors and just skateboarded. Wow. I was just, like, that depressed to where my mom was like, Whatever's going to make you happy, like you're literally just going home and going to sleep like every day at three, like you're not doing shit. I was like that. And then the end of my freshman year, I like went skating with a homie and I was just like, this is the first thing that's made me happy this year. Hell yeah. And um, I'm feeling well. So I just, from then on, it was full fledged skate, you know? And I always loved basketball. And it was one of those things where I pretty much gave up on like, I let skateboarding lead me to believe that fucking sports are whack yeah you know and then i do know so i just kind of like lost track of like that passion and just put 100 percent of things into skating and made videos in high school with the homies and skate you know they got sponsored like kind of like sophomore year by a skate shop and you know but the end of junior year i was like meeting the team managers from action and starting to go on to demos with them and skating with paul and like all that shit and that was it it was like on I'm like I got something here on my friends started like smoking weed and quitting skating but I was just like meeting people from other schools and starting to progress you know and then like Nolly heel knows a street handrail like right after I you know like 18 years old and I'm like pro- like I was probably like there's probably like three or four people in videos who had nollie heel nosed Yeah. Like and I'm just some kid it. and I did it That's and I'm sick. like, I got this. Like I could do some shit with this, you know? Yeah. And, um, like some Peter Smolik was there when I did it. Oh and, shit. You know, like Chris Troy was like 12 years old and he was at the rail. Like, <laughs> it was cool, dude. Like That's the whole right. skate, ma- the whole pre skate mafia. It was like the whole, that crew showed up. At the rail, right when I was like, I seshed it with them, and that's I did wasted. it. And it was like a fucking, you know, like thirty skate mafia dudes, like Dan Connolly and Smolik, and every, I landed, and everybody's going nuts, Shut. like the hype, fuck, of skate mafia, Pouring pre-skate out of 40 mafia, and shit. Some yeah, bitches off it was like pre-skate mafia, but it was like that crew, yeah. you know, like that Osiris pass crew. Around. It was fucking sick. So
0: blowjobs.
1: <laughs> I just like knew I had some shit. I was starting to kind of do some stuff, and I just ran with skating. But basketball has always been something that's just it's always going to be a part of me like who i am and i love it and i just understand it and i don't know hell yeah it's, all, it's all right so here let's do this fucking whole basketball story that doesn't matter sorry guys <laughs> it does matter because i love basketball. tell you about my fucking one year playing high school basketball it's like doesn't really mean shit <laughs> <laughs> let's do this uh
0: shout out to tyler trey by the way YMT. on youtube um I gotta pee like a racehorse. Sorry, I don't normally have to do this during the podcast, but we had two premieres. I'm slightly hungover today. Da da da. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna cut YouTube off. Thank you guys for tuning in. You guys are the fucking best. Thank you for all the engagements on the comments and stuff. But I'm gonna use a bathroom D, and we're gonna come back and we're gonna finish for iTunes Spotify. I wanna keep going. Let's you do down? It. I'm down. Let's all do right. it. You know, it. say peace to the YouTube guys.
1: Later, guys, thanks for watching.
0: Yo, hell yeah, for real. Follow High Rise TV. Please do. Follow Derek Food Let's yep. go. And thanks for all the engagement too. It means the world to us. Peace, my G's. Uh we'll be right back uh with iTunes and uh Spotify and stuff.
1: Pee, peep, peep, peace. So can- all
0: right, Derek. We're back from our bathroom break. My back's a little sweaty from drinking too much damn coffee. But uh, now what I want to do is I kind of want to check in on some past guests of the show and uh, also just check in with some interesting characters and things that I've seen in skateboarding. So first off, let's let's talk about Cody Davis because when did you first meet Cody Davis?
1: Okay, like first meet Cody or yeah, first like, be aware and see Cody?
0: First time you met Cody?
1: First time I officially met Cody was probably on some world shit. Like, I remember going to. I vividly remember going to my first real am contest at Third Layer.
0: Yeah. Where after from.
1: Filmbot came off. Yeah. Or came off. It came out, in. I was like 21 or some shit, and I went to that am contest. like late bloomer for a skater. Like, I wasn't skating real am contests till my 20s. Yeah. By far already. Far simply too old to be skating am contests. <laughs> um, sure. Okay. And I show up, and. <laughs> I see this little, like, blonde, like fucking 12-year-old blonde kid with dreads doing, like, kickflip front feeble, kickflip back smith, kickflip back lip, kickflip... And I'm, like, over here, like, 21 years old, trying to, like, backlip the bump to bar. It was, like, so bad. Yeah. That was it's his first, home park, to yeah. be
0: fair, but he is really good.
1: And I was just like, Jesus Christ, this is gnarly, dude. <laughs> like,
0: Have you followed him online at all?
1: Not really. I'll see his shit here and there. Yeah. Um, like, Metrogram or just some, like, gnarly, like, just some buck shit that people on IG would love. Yeah. Like, grinding a 30-stair in the snow or just some crazy shit. So,
0: what was your impression of Cody when he rode for World and you are on the same team? And so,
1: like, there's kind of disconnects. I was just, like, older, yeah. you know? I think when I got on World, I was, like... 27 maybe yeah he was still like maybe he was more than 10 years younger than me I think yeah and um he was just chill he was just like would always be in the back of the van with his headphones on yeah and he was like super chill (laughs) like and I mean we'd like smoke spliffs and stuff so like we kind of he would like talk to me a little bit but I guess we kind of could get along because we could like smoke weed together yeah that's you know I've always liked Cody so that was kind of like we, we I guess we like could kick it a little bit when we went to spots because we'd like roll up and
0: well you haven't seen his stuff. Instagram
1: then no
0: so Cody this is interesting because Cody has 74k that's how many followers he has and if you go back and I just like checking in on him from time to time to see how he's doing I kind of like what he's doing but like it's conflicting so like he has his following he's just hit the road and he's like asking people for donations to Venmo him and stuff to keep his road trip and it's like Skate career going. He's like out in California doing gnarly shit, putting it on Instagram, and then, like, here, let me play something for I you. I like
1: that. I like when motherfuckers like take shit into their own hands. I See, like that's when, what like, I like about that. I like that. when skateboarding, because we all want to be part of the skating industry, and you know, a lot of times, like, skateboarding will shun someone. And, like, instead of sitting there and, like, riding the dick of the industry and trying to gain the acceptance of people who are shitting on you make it your own you know when i yeah. see dudes like a lot of skaters like fuck vlogs fuck youtube vlogs i'm like yo john hill i don't watch your shit but i'm gonna dap you up and i respect the fact that you're making six figures yeah. you know what i mean because you tried you tried to get on birdhouse you tried to get on these fucking companies and everybody shit on you and you took matters into your own hands and you went and you fucking did some shit and you made a bunch of money and you now you're filming and he has a bunch of different businesses you should get john hill on That fool has like multiple businesses and he has multiple streams of revenue and he's fucking killing it. You'll have to
0: link me up. And like
1: core skaters like don't, you know, there's a lot of kids (laughs) out there that are like making money off skating it, doing skating, doing it exactly how they want to do it. They tried. They tried to do the industry thing. Yeah. They didn't get taken seriously or whatever. So they found a different way to make money skating. And now they're making way more money than all these fucking pros, like regular pros, not like street league pros. Yeah. And I respect that shit. And I fucking, like, I don't watch your shit, but I respect the fact that you took matters and you're getting so passionate right now. And took matters Because <laughs> it's like sometimes... No, the, I like it. I like The it. core is just too... They suppress you, dude, you know? And, like, core skating is a fundamental ideology that can be awesome and it's a, a beautiful part of skateboarding, but it can also hold a lot of people back, you know? Yeah. And, like, I Because you're constantly
0: having to be accepted by the core. Exactly. And there's, like, they're not gonna... They're only gonna put on who they want and there's only... There's not enough opportunity to, like... And within the core, you, you know, unless you build it yourself.
1: And it's 2019. You're if you're using the 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 model of video parts to blow up like it's fucking 2004, like you're outdated and you're on the wrong path. Like if you're posting your bangers on IG and you're creating this giant following, you have 100,000 followers forcing companies to want to fuck with you. You know what I mean? Like the whole idea of like I'm gonna get flow and I'm gonna film a mag minute and I'm gonna get up banging at the barracks. So old ways I'm out. Do this shit. Either. It's fucking you know. So if there's all these core dudes that are like taking that path, like. But nah, that's a, like
0: so that whole system seems to be broken because that was based off of video DVDs and magazines, and that whole thing is different now. 100%. So it's evolving. I've always been messing with that. I don't think it's either or. No. I think you should still have a fucking video part, but you should also still be building a following on your digital. I agree because you can always chop up that video part down the road and use that to build up a following. I as just, well, you it,
1: know? it's the like, what do you if you're it's a musician? Not either or. You if know? you're a musician, you're just gonna put out singles your whole life? Mm-hmm. Nah, you want to put out an album that represents Something you your worked life. On, like yeah. for sure, put out video parts, but don't. Think that, Don't rely if, on that it's a fucking, yeah. it, it's the same thing as people who go to college and think that they're gonna put get a degree and people oh owe, somebody owes them a job. Yeah, like it's just you film just gonna a video part, magically. nobody owes you shit. Yeah, like film a video part because if you're a musician, you want to put out an album, you want to put out like 14, 15 tracks, you want to record 25 tracks, put your heart and soul into it, narrow it down to the 15, put in the order that you fucking think that you love because it has like a specific order and it starts this way, ends this way. Like film a video part, film 50 clips, 70 clips put 35 into a video part, have it pick a song, have it like start with this and then it goes into this and then it transitions into this and then here are my last tricks and then boom, it ends on the beat and like put your heart and soul into that shit. Yeah. You know, like yeah, definitely don't just put out Instagram clips. Like you're robbing yourself from such a integral part of skateboarding by not filming a video part. Yeah,
0: but but I agree with you. Yeah. Like I tell my dudes all the time I'm like, it's not either or because they're mm-hmm. like, we did a magazine. It's mm-hmm. like we also do shit online. Mm-hmm. It's like we don't have to do one or the other. We can do both. Mm-hmm. You figure it out, you know. Here, let me play this for you. So this is Cody front boarding. Oh, backside back three sixty like an eight
1: stair straight into a front board like a fucking big rail. And then he rolls <laughs> his ankle running down the set after. <laughs> See, that's fucking sick, though, and he's, like, talking to his fans, you know? That's the beauty of social media is that you can directly communicate with the people that fuck with you. Yeah. And now he's at El Toro.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he is at El Toro. Another. Oh, Oh, my God. He
1: sacked it. Was he trying front board?
0: Like a front board layback. Not a good idea. There's pros and cons for sure to this approach, but I do applaud him. Like I like that. He's trying to make it happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's not just sitting wherever in Minnesota, in you know, snow, like China he's just yeah. out there. There's a couple of videos. I'm trying to find a specific. He's not like waiting
1: for somebody to do some shit with him or for him. Yeah, exactly. He's like taking matters into his own hands. <coughs> I saw Actually, I've seen a couple of these. I don't. Did I end up on his page recently?
0: Maybe. <clears throat> but I think Cody rips and I'm glad he's just trying to figure it out. You know, I don't think this model that he has is sustainable, but he's trying something. Thank you guys for sixty-three thousand followers. I appreciate all the love getting me to Cali. Um if you guys want to donate to my PayPal and Venmo, go for it if you want to. I love you guys, thank you. <laughs> So, like, he's out there and he's, like, literally just asking his following to, like, help support whatever he's doing. And he's not even really sure what he's doing. He's being very honest. That's what I like about I
1: like it. it. And he's he's, like going for it he's Dude, I know that, people, he just people,
0: fucking nose picked off a CVS sign into like a drop of death
1: yeah like there's a lot of people who are asking for GoFundMe shit and they're not doing shit they're just like mm-hmm. hey can you help me get to Barcelona I want to skate Barcelona can you GoFundMe?" me nah this fool is <laughs> like I'm gonna go try to sack it on a rail and earn this money and yeah. speak to his people and say thank you I appreciate it like I fuck with that yeah good for you Cody
0: all right cool I'm glad to hear that because nah,
1: like, I fuck with all this social media is so powerful and so <laughs> many people it, same thing it could be terrible for you but it also can be great you know and i i think
0: so let me let me go let's stop there for a second because uh not that this matters but let's let's go through some of the comments because some are ruthless though i'm pretty sure i haven't seen this in a while one just says give me money that's what they're insinuating he's saying even though he didn't say that um let's see Drop a part. People will buy and stream it. Drop it with no sponsors and independent. I think it'd be successful and low risk, considering you're already filming all your skating. Um, oh, there's only so many comments. Where's all the comments? He had comments off for a while on yeah, his post I as like, well. Maybe that's why there's none on this one. Really? Yeah. Look at. It. There's supposed to be three, four hundred comments though, but there's nothing on here. How do you do? How do you pull? Up plus. Oh, there we are. I'm sorry. Jesus.
1: I mean, I agree. Somebody's like, why don't you just film a full part and drop it and have people spend money? Um, I think that's another that's like that Louis C.K. thing or comedians do that. You know, uh, I think that's that could be the future because realistically what skate? OK, so it's weird because people in skating, we all skate and we all want to blow up and we all want recognition from our peers. And we think that we need companies to do that for us. And in the past, we did need companies to help blow us up and get recognition. And now there were gatekeepers. Now you can just do this shit on your own. You don't need to. You don't need a company to do shit for you. You can go film a part by yourself with three filmers, put a video together, drop it on iTunes or drop it online, charge people fucking two or three dollars, however much you want—five bucks, two bucks, one buck. Maybe it's just. minimum one dollar donation yeah people can donate minimum one as much as they want but minimum one dollar and then you fucking drop that part split the money with your filmers and you just went and made you get five thousand people to watch it at a dollar yeah you just made fucking five grand congratulations that's more than you're gonna make from some sponsor you may have it happen. you know yeah yeah so, Well, so like i'm conflicted because it's like
0: this is awesome and it works if you're like 20 in twenty to thirty, and you're like, I just want to go there. But it could work there.
1: for now. It could work for a year, and then it could it could work for the next nine months, and it opens new opportunities. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's not sustainable. He, if he's doing this shit in three years, that's not going to be cool. But in like, you can't keep asking. Who knows for where money, it's going to yeah. lead to? Because it's going to lead somewhere. Yeah. He's only going to. He's get making
0: more. movement happen. That's mm-hmm. what's good about it. Yeah. So I agree because it's like it's nice that he's doing it, but he's got to figure out a plan because you don't want to have to keep doing these crazy. You're going to have to entertain your masses, and they're going to want to see more blood for the paypal donations mm-hmm. you know like it's gonna get more hyped up and he's already dropping in off of like a 30 yeah, but foot he's talented
1: roof. he can go do crazy manual tricks and ledge tricks and yeah. skate tech you know all technics. right so here's
0: here's one comment uh dan Souter. i don't know get a job or get sponsored i'd like to donate two fucks and one off to your cause <laughs> 2009 the homeless by choice people are on the curb in in your feeds for real man what do you expect saying this shit to people who work so he's just mad because he's working a job and uh this is real work poser that's what someone said to that guy um someone else said you're a real hustler doing everything and anything to make your dreams come true keep grinding bro you will turn pro that's crazy i think cody's not pro
1: i mean talent wise he is but that's the thing like but cody could just go get on some fucking whatever board company to turn him pro you know what i mean yeah. if you wanted to like whatever
0: uh, alright dude writes pathetic get a job you bum ass dude get realistic too sad state of affairs over here clearly so that's why I brought this up because I was reading through these comments and like it's 50-50 maybe you know what he says
1: um, it's funny but then people are defending him back It's like he's getting buck forward.
0: for the people and money I think it's sick everyone throwing money at this guy go check out my page if you got money to burn in like skateboarding <laughs> this guy's trying to get in on the clout <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah man I don't know I just hope Cody figures it out cause like I'm just uh, hyped that he's not just sitting back and like giving up you know he's
1: being, he's being proactive
0: yeah he's trying to something new he's trying mm-hmm. to use the technology cause that's what I was trying to do like when recession hit and everything and like sponsors went away I was like well, we have all this technology, like, let's start the podcast, let's do the YouTube mm-hmm. channel, let's use the resources we have and redefine how it's done, you know? like
1: it's Well, it's, YouTube is a platform, <clears> and I think a lot of skaters, they, they neglect to use it, where there's these super, there's these dudes out here that are really talented, and they have, like, 200,000 fucking followers on IG, and they're getting minimum fifty 50,000 views per IG post. Now, if you were to just upload that exact same footage to YouTube, and you get 50,000 views a video, you're getting paid.
0: You're gonna get a check, yeah.
1: So, like, why aren't you just... You already have the footage on your phone, put a, all your shit that you film on IG through the week, just make a fucking montage, put it on I think because it, it becomes
0: a job, and most people are trying to avoid a job. And
1: I think, yeah, it, or, and but these dudes are holding out for, like, $800 from a clothing company, yeah. where, like, you could make more than you that could if you just upload your own shit. Yeah, But I think that's something to do with skateboarders is, you know, we're just a bunch of kids who fucking skated and our parents took care of us. Now we just want our sponsors to take care of us where we have to learn, not all of us, but we have to learn, use the skills, you know what I mean? And well, no, I think like skateboarding
0: is inherently a younger thing. Like people that get into it, they you're young. Like I got into it young and I wanted to like be a part of the industry and be like, you want to get the recognition and all that stuff. And then sponsors come in Mm -hmm. and then they like, they do it for you basically, you know? So like for someone like who's Cody, who's probably mid twenties, right? He, he's probably like, Yeah, I just want to go slum it and get donations mm-hmm. and scrape by. Because he's not getting rich. You're not going to get rich off of this. Mm-hmm. He's probably just building up his following, scraping by, living life, doing gnarly mm-hmm. tricks, being humble enough to ask for some money to keep it going, which is a rad thing, but also not sustainable. But at least he's trying and he's building up his following mm-hmm. at the same time and showing his character, you know? Also, Good or bad.
1: Also,. Like, people who are creative and artists are talented and have a skill like this. Well, oh, I'm it, sorry.
0: Hold on. I'm sorry. My whole point of that was just that, like, he probably doesn't want to, like, because my thing with Cody was, I was like, why doesn't he just start a brand? Because he's written for companies that built up his name and yeah. paid for the marketing so to get him out there. Everyone have... knows him. So if he took on the responsibility of starting his own brand and hooking up mm-hmm. those around him, they could work strength in numbers mm-hmm. and be on tour together you mm-hmm. know instead of just this mm-hmm. which i think he'll work his way there you know mm-hmm. but like maybe if he builds up his following enough he'll be able to do that you know like
1: i think there's gonna be so as yeah like what i was saying Sorry about the, the artists or whatever is we're not they're not good business people yeah exactly. like i'm like consider it's corny or whatever but i'm like a creator whether it was with skateboarding or whether it was it's with this photography thing and i would charge like 150 bucks with for something that's worth fucking 1500 bucks yeah. You know, so basically like starting Mediaco, hires Media Mediaco, my partner Aaron's basically like my manager and he can like charge what my worth is work. Yeah. My work, work is, is worth. worth yeah. And then same with Cody. Like that's the thing that's so. So with Mediaco, we also like represent a bunch of crazy cannabis influencers and we make their merch and we fulfill their merch and we set up their web stores and we do all that shit. You guys would be surprised. There's like people. There's like rappers out there that have less followers than these skaters. There's yeah. like rappers that had like seventy thousand followers that are selling merch and they're doing like two hundred thousand dollars worth of merch in a week. Yeah. Now if a fucking skateboarder could do that and have a bigger following, why you want an eight hundred dollar paycheck from Asphalt Yacht Club when you could go make five grand a month selling your own? <laughs> are they fucking even around? Hat? But you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> like, but like a skater will literally take is looking for two hundred. Like, will kill themselves for two hundred fifty dollars a month to ride for some fucking company when, like, you could just put your your inside joke saying on a fucking hat and sell it and make twice that much. I think you it's because I mean? it involves work. But that's a the thing. So finding someone who can do it, like, <laughs> yeah. that's like our partners at our manufacturing space, they do it for rappers. We do it for uh, cannabis influencers. Yeah. You know, so... Fuck! How much you are gonna start representing skaters? <laughs> it's like, not a bad idea. These dudes that not have more followers idea. than all these other, and mm-hmm. more engagement than all these other people, but skaters are still trying to get the approval of companies. Yeah, you I have more power than these companies. You are your own brand. Like, just these, know
0: that you are your own brand. Even like, if you have sponsors, you still have to take care of your own brand. 100%. I say that all the time because, like, with or without sponsors, who you are, and, dang it! All right, who you are is your brand, you know? Like mm-hmm. that is your brand and you have to build that regardless. Mm-hmm. If Like
1: no how brand. do you guys think that these fucking skate companies came up like skaters took matters in their own hands. Rick Howard and Mike Carroll took matters in their own hands and started Girl Skateboards. Damn like right. all these skateboarders took matters into their own all hands. All I need, all I need. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like but the skaters have the power. That's what they don't understand. They just a lot of the the skaters just don't want to do the work, well. you know? Like <laughs> the the go look at any brand the skater who's doing the trick is gonna have more views than the when the brand posts it. The brand's only mean... Thrasher's me. the only one that's gonna have more views than everybody. Yeah. Girl, I guarantee the riders on girl they're getting more views than the posts that girl.
0: The brands fall apart as soon as the riders leave. Look at York mm-hmm. it like fell apart because they didn't they stopped supporting their roots. You know, mm-hmm. like any skate brand is gonna fall apart if they don't. The riders mean the world to you know. Like you can't have a brand without a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And if it's a skate brand, the skaters are your heartbeat, mm-hmm. and that's it. One hundred percent. A uh, final word on Cody Davis's thing. You want to summarize how you feel about it, or do you want to say anything to him? Mm. I'll, I'll say a, I'll say final words too. This is your Jerry Springer moment.
1: I'm not mad at you, Cody. Fucking keep doing what you're doing. I don't think this can go on for a year, but I think this could potentially lead to to more opportunity. You know, like you're gonna build your following, you're gonna make a couple bucks for now, and then. Like, as i'm looking at a, a thumbnail of him on literally a bill billboard. about to tail drop off of a billboard onto a roof um next to him with his Well, whatever shirt, like shirt, I, shirt. I, I fuck with it like take matters in your own hands the skating industry already fucking like whatever happened with skating like the industry didn't work out and you're doing your own fucking thing and i fuck with that like to me it's better than still trying to suck the dick of the industry after they fucking push you out yeah there's nothing more sad than that Agreed. dudes that are like have to have already burned all these fucking bridges, not saying that Cody burned bridges, but there are dudes who burn bridges, but then they still are in here trying to get sponsored. Yeah. You know, like that is fucking sad to me what you're doing, Cody. You're fucking trying to do some shit. That's different and just fucking working. And to be honest, um, when it comes to social media, positive and just as much as positive negative comments stimulate the engagement so if you have dudes talking shit on your page it's only going to boost the engagement of your post so you're going to get more views there it is so there it is keep it up cody uh i'll just say
0: hell yeah cody i like that you're trying something and you're using the technology and you're open and willing to uh all possibilities it seems i would say just um stay positive positive. Keep going. Don't be afraid to work when you need to, and you can do whatever you want. And you are your own brand, and Great. use your powers for good. Help those around you too. There you You'll go. go further. What do we got next? Oh, you you ready? Let's yeah. check in on Steve Caballero because I know he had a gnarly injury. He's almost got half a million followers. Four hundred forty-eight k. Yeah, legend. Um, I want to see if I can find a post because I know he got destroyed. So here we go. This is foot, right? What happened? Know. He, I like, know he got
1: hurt but what are you doing what happened
0: oh no it's yeah this is a paid advertisement he wrote <laughs> he's laid up in the hospital I'm still on the cl- clock working and pushing products that's what, he's selling a sock that's why let me find um I don't know where that actual injury post here we go here we go here we go there it is oh there it is yeah all right so motocross it's not it what is this it if it's when. Yeah, it's not if, it's when. Broken femur. Surgery tonight. Never been opened up. Prayers, much appreciated, everyone. Damn, Thank was you. like
1: fucking 100 and he's never had a surgery? I know,
0: that that's very amazing. And then let's go to the last post and see what it says because he's at home with his dog. Wow, it's great to be back home, especially in father on Father's Day. I feel like 100 bucks. All you rad dads out there, enjoy your day. Hell yeah, Steve. Fuck yeah, Steve Cabb. Good to see him back at home with his dog, man.
1: You ever heard anybody say anything bad about Steve Cab? Can't even imagine that. I don't know the dude, but he just seems like the fucking dopest, chillest dude.
0: I mean, he's legendary for sure, you know?
1: At this point, he doesn't even seem like real to me. Yeah. He's just like such a fucking like figure in skateboarding that like just everything about him. Little short dude with the taco neck. Got the taco neck. Just got the most iconic shoe. Longest board
0: slides ever. Dude fucking six years old board sliding big ass rails so sick man yeah hell yeah i'm glad he's doing all right i just wanted to check in real quick um all right moving along another guest that was on the podcast in the beginning or earlier on is uh mr jeremy rogers casanova yeah um let's peek into his life real quick because we have the capabilities now let's go 51k that's how many followers he has Jeremy's actually someone who tried to do something with the technology right tried he's trying yeah he uh he went the opposite way he retired and he said he beat skateboarding in the industry
1: right yeah that fool gave up like 15 grand a month for zero supposedly right no he was on Red Bull and DVS and he approached you on DVS when times were good and he just quit it all he was on Red Bull those two checks right there are like over 10
0: I don't understand it but uh yeah, let's check in. Let's see. He posts some old footage right there. He seems to be making music. How do you feel about Jeremy? Do you, in this whole thing with everything about quitting his sponsors and
1: what's your dude, take on it? I'm so indifferent about most skateboarding, dude. Like, I well, don't, he
0: doesn't. That's why I'm asking you. Because and he's if anything, not even I'm like really more a, positive. He's like, not even
1: really a skateboarder at this. I point. mean, I think first off, um, Mr. Rogers. Dot Big Cartel. Let's click on that for sure. Get a Shopify like don't use big cartel because shopify links directly to your facebook and your instagram instead of big cartel which ain't gonna do shit for you also shout out brennan schaub who's also using big cartel big brown you're never gonna listen to this but you're an (laughs) idiot and get on shopify oh
0: man um yeah so seems like jeremy's still living the lifestyle He's making so music and stuff. So when we
1: we do this thing um, with High Rise, we have this six foot weed leaf mascot costume that we like take places and fuck with people. Yeah. And we've gone to Hollywood twice to like the Avenue of the Stars and like rolled up on motherfuckers on the red carpet and like interviewed people and stuff. And both times we saw Jeremy Rogers. Really? And he, I was too busy filming, but Aaron said Jeremy was like lurking around us for five minutes, almost wanting to be interviewed by Mr. Weedy. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. he was like waiting like trying to get in front of the camera.
0: I think that's what, like, I like Jeremy and I had him on the show and like, but I'm always like, like to check in from time to time. Cause I'm always curious of like what he's doing, what he's trying to do, you know? Cause he seems like he's got a mission. He's trying to figure something out, you know?
1: First comment. LMAO. You look like a fucking loser, man. Shit emoji, shit emoji, shit so emoji. Hard. So harsh.
0: It's weird nowadays. Let's
1: click on the dude who said that. Let me guess. He's probably private. Yep. fucking private follow yeah with 200 fucking followers like if you're fucking private and of course you're talking shit
0: it's weird it's weird though because i feel like people strive to get people talking shit on them though too like jeremy seems like someone who like kind of trolls people to get the negativity to get the engagement like you're saying which is just as weird as like troll hating on someone mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like it's like you're poking a bunch of people just to get them pissed off to get engagement that's kind of weird as well yeah I don't know why my Strange. shit.
1: Jeremy Rogers just froze my computer.
0: He did, and that's the worst frame to be frozen on because his shirt's off and he's giving us like that weird rapper look. You know, I'm freaking out right now. God damn! What happened? Well, I was kind of hoping that there would be an update on his page to see, but like, I try, I try to listen to his music every time, and it just must not be what I'm into. It's never like, I, it's never to me sounded any better. And I don't mean to be a dick, but I'm just like. I love hip hop. It was like one of the first things I fell in love with was like music and it, the power of it and being able
1: to talk about stuff. You know what? I think he was too early, bro. I think if he would have done it five years later, he could have hit that SoundCloud like Whatever wave. that is. You know, like yeah. the SoundCloud wave of face tattoos and colored hair and shit like that. Yeah. And he could have maybe made it. Yeah. But he I think was he's too, still he was trying. Just too, he was too early. Yeah. I don't know why I'm getting the spinning ball of death. Fuck us, right? that's all right
0: i think i got my phone over here i can Dude, pull.
1: you repeat oh okay you want to yeah, talk okay. about that keep, keep going. let's bring up these
0: uh evan wants to know how long you've been doing the nose slide pretzels for <laughs>
1: so like all like my body just progressively gets worse and worse and then i'm like <laughs> i can't hold on to the tricks i used to do so i have to like just get one new trick that's like pretty good or decent and then just run with it yeah so that was like a maybe like four years ago I just started running that one like every time I went skating the you know car it was Watson. like used to be like nolly crooks and I went to like <laughs> nolly heel nose slides then I went to like front shove nose slides then it went to like you know like just specific like eras of my yeah. skating that like completely changed and it's just because I'm like forced to do different tricks because my body hurts and I can't do like that one yeah you know like the nolly back 180 nose grind I just run that one nonstop. like so, it's all just eras, and that was probably, like, I started doing that one, like, f- four or five. I don't even know, man. Maybe longer, because was I doing that during World? Psh, maybe, maybe I started doing, like, eight years. It's so, it's so hard to believe that World was, like, six, seven years ago.
0: Yeah, that's a trip.
1: So, it was, like, before that.
0: Yeah. It's a trip. Yeah. It's a good trick, though. Terrible answer. Sorry, Evan. <coughs> that's all right. Um... All right, you want to do the final say on Jeremy? Jerry Springer, this bitch, or you Dude, want me to go first? J I'll Raj. go first. You go. J-Rodge, <clears throat> keep doing whatever you're doing. I hope you're happy. Um, God, I wish you would use your music. Like, I wish you would like, not just rap about bitches and drugs and money all the time. I know that's what he wants to do, and I'm glad for you, but as someone who loves hip-hop, I wish you would use your, your um – your. but he's a troll. He's a natural tro- troll, you know? But I'd rather him use his language and his, uh, articulate himself to like to more of a positive end than just like fucking diamonds you know There's always so. time to turn it around Yeah, I guess that's true. It's weird cuz nowadays you just see everything you see everything like before people would just make it and then you could see them you know mm-hmm. they'd be like famous and then you get the peak end but now it's mm-hmm. like you see people every day in the process mm-hmm. so it's hard to like you never know how people are gonna end up or where they're gonna mm. end up or this could be their shitty time where they grow out of it yeah or whatever you know we're like so connected now you know uh final say you got anything that's
1: it um fuck keep pushing keep rising bro Sure. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Jace got hands down. Who was Dude, a, I forgot about Also Mr. on the hands podcast. Down. Yeah, he was I also listened on the to podcast. that podcast. Yeah.
0: I know he like he went through some stuff for a while, you know, like I think he split up with his lady and all that stuff. I think
1: that's when I stopped following him when he's like, I'm about to move to Cali and ditch my fucking kids and my wife. And I was like and after hearing the podcast where he's talking his stories pretty cool, where like he'd be like he's just talking about how being from like the south and being a black dude it's so not cool to skate so he started dating his wife and he's like under the covers like watching skate videos and she's like what are you doing and she (laughs) thought he was like texting other chicks and he's like no like all embarrassed to watch self-conscious watching skating and she's like oh you love skating fuck that you need to fucking skate yeah she was like the the most motivating (laughs) shit dude and like so then when I heard that he was like just ditching to like come out and make his skate dream happen I was like dude I can't watch this anymore that's not the way to do no, it if that's like, what it was it's not yeah. you're yeah you got a good job bro you're working in the oil the people love you because you're working hard you're yeah. working in the oil refineries you're supporting your fucking family like and you skating like that's why people fuck with you you know
0: yeah so I wanted to peek in and see like he's got 25.3k by the way not that it matters but just curious to see where people are at yeah hell yeah hell yeah so that's another crazy thing man that's another crazy thing about social media is like it's like so you every day you could post something like like i saw that post about him and his lady and stuff breaking up and after the podcast i was like god dude like that's so gnarly that you could feel so this way and then all of a sudden like a month later it's all over you know but that is life you know But it's like we wouldn't know that otherwise. But mm-hmm. now that we're so connected, we we can hear the whole ups and downs of everything, you know, like it's intense.
1: It's so intense, man. And people love it. People love to see vulnerable vulnerability on social media, yeah. you know, because they want to see people like rise up and then they want to be supportive and they want to comment and virtue signal like, yo, dog. I support you. Or they want to tear it down. Yeah. (laughs) As we were just seeing in the comment section. (laughs) So I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, that's a tough one. But my
0: only thing with Jay Scott was I was like, his skills didn't match wanting to be a pro skateboarder. No. So like in the beginning when he first like got on the map and I was hearing about him through social media, I was like, yeah, like I want to see a video part. Mm -hmm. I want to see the, cause that's like what I think a pro is. Pro is someone who's like worked on their skating and they put out video parts and like, They've created, like, um, they've done enough that people are, like, respect their video parts and they put out a catalog of work and, like, it's not just going online talking about your dream. Like, mm-hmm. you have to go. And he and I see him skating, and, and he was talking about how it's hard because he has work and shit, but I have jobs too. We you all know? do. So it's, like, I still film video parts and still team videos and well, work, help seen- shops out and, like, do events. And, like, I was always, like, yeah, he could do it, but he's going to have to, like, keep getting better first of all and then put out video parts and build up a community and do everything it takes to be a pro you know like half the pros to me are fucking dudes that just open up shops and keep keep it alive keep the dream alive for other kids you know and other skaters and community those are more pros to me so it's like to me i was like i still think about it i'm like yeah it's not enough to just be like i want to be pro and i have to work a full job it's like yeah you got to do go out and you know he was just posting like clips after work like a flip crook on a box you know yeah at a skate park and being like i'm out here dream chasing it's like sort of yeah you should be out like after work not posting about it and getting a fucking clip go get a clip start building like somewhere everyone around that's like gonna mm-hmm. give that's gonna be like yeah that guy deserves to be pro he's mm-hmm. gonna go yeah he's put out like a good catalog like because there's standards you mm-hmm. know like there are standards of what a pro is you know mm-hmm. and you got to be able to skate too yeah <laughs> you know you can't just be like yeah i mean i guess you can but it's a a strange world you know maybe i'm a purist with the video parts you know
1: no i we were talking about earlier i strongly believe that that's a part of skateboarding yeah like filming a video part is a like one of the big parts of skateboarding that's where it's all about experience it's not about the trick you do it's about going to a different city meeting new people going to a different state seeing how different that culture is than your state, filming, immersing yourself in the streets, immersing yourself in that environment, and then yeah. getting a trick while you're at it. And then, you know, like you look back at it and then you see that fucking trick from when you were in San Francisco or you are in New York, you were in fucking wherever, and then you remember that day, Yeah, you know? I do know. <clears throat> but, I mean, if he's, yeah, good for him, man. He's like hanging out with his kids. That's like, because that's the thing, man. When you have kids, like, it goes it's it, whatever you want don't fucking matter anymore true, i'm true. sorry True. like you true. could fucking want and you could skate as like what you're saying you could skate as hard as you can but that doesn't mean shit what matters is like see you literally have obama doing the hands down oh my god that's pretty epic
0: <laughs> that's probably just a photo he found though right ah. like
1: he just used that
0: to spin that's um, a spin right there if ever you think <laughs> he's got obama on the fucking speed dial dude. <laughs> he's trolled him enough online jay scott no jay
1: scott hands down um but yeah, once you have kids, man, that's a whole different story. You can't play that game anymore. You need to fucking like...
0: And he does. He works. Yeah. And you, you got to like... Yeah. yeah. Another person though that's trying mm-hmm. using the technology and trying to find a way to Yeah, he to, had like, a
1: good hype run, you know? Yeah. But that same thing, the hype is only going to last so long. Like he got $25,000 fast and then it's, you the gotta last like that's gonna three, last. three years, it's the same, you know?
0: It's hard too because like in skateboarding to be pro, it's like... <clears throat> you need other people around you, you know, like to, to, you need to be a part of the community. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly.
0: Cause like, otherwise who's yeah. going to like, you can't fool people into buying boards, you know, mm-hmm. it's very seldom you can, you know, <clears throat> I don't know. I hope he figures it out cause I really liked him. So maybe he'll just keep going. And again, we might be in the middle of his story, you know, in the beginning, hopefully. Yeah.
1: Who knows? Maybe it's not even ended. It's still on its way up. He's figuring it out, you know?
0: All right, last words. I guess mine is just keep going, man. Figure it out. You seem like you're a good dude. You got your family, so yeah. I mean, you. like,
1: I don't give a fuck what he does as long as he takes care of his family first. Yeah. That's it. Do yeah. whatever the fuck you want to do as long as you're providing for your family and you're being a good father and a good husband. Like,
0: what about advice if he really wants to go pro and he's working a job and like, what's the advice? Like, really. Um, I, I mean like I'm like I would say just start working on a good video part it's not going to turn you pro overnight it's not going to blow my it's not going to be like dude he's got to be pro after that part because video parts you could be the best dude I ever put out a video part and it just doesn't work that way. But I would say start get a click, get people to hang out with, and start building them up, working on video and crew together, and then you You got to be part of a community. Yeah,
1: it's like your wife going to film you at the skate park doing crookback lips is like no different than being an 18 year old kid going to the skate park and having having your 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 parents take you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you need to like have that's the beauty. Like, you need to have your homies. Like, it's literally like mid 90s. Like, you go and you have your Crew of friends that are all from different walks of life, all different ages, all different ethnicities, all different social backgrounds, and then you you get to kick it and you get to expand your fucking brain, and then you have the one homie who's like realizes that he's not good, so he fucking picks up a camera, and then you start creating together, and that's your family, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's and you get to do something with a group. Going back to like skating is an individual activity, but you can't do it alone. Yeah. People people are drawn to skating. They used to play sports, and like fuck team sports. I want to be me, blah blah blah, all about myself. But it's like. Nah, you still have to work together with people to to rise. Like you're not just gonna do this shit yourself. Like, yeah, that's exactly what you said. Like, make friends with people. Call the homies up when you're off work. You're like, yo, kids are fucking hanging out. With the wifey, let's go fucking night skate and get this clip. Yeah. Like, if you can't just go to the skate park and have wifey film you, and I just don't think. Th- yeah,
0: I don't think there's any way to like you can fool your way into a sponsor. Like you can come on and tell your story and be like. And you might get a sponsor and whatnot, and maybe you take that money and do something with it, you know. But at the end of the day, it's like you kind of got if there, if you don't have a crew, you got to build up a crew, and then you got to take on the responsibility of like building the dream and filming it or whatever you got to do. Like anytime I've like ever thought about it, I'm like, I'll get a camera, I'll figure well, out what I got to do, I'll ha- help someone else out, I'll film a video part, I'll film their video part. We'll build something together. We'll make this happen, and we'll all have roles and stuff. It was never like. I'm just going to sit back and try to get controversy or get haters and build up my following cuz like it seems short term, you know, you might get sponsors from that but even at that the the hype dies and shit. Like it needs to be things you're constantly working mm-hmm. on with people and like people gotta want to buy your board, you know? Just
1: can't do anything alone.
0: Getting it- people to hate on you is not going to get people to want to buy your board. It might get them to pay attention to you, but they're you're all the people paying attention to you are hating on you, you know what I mean?
1: Well, it's as simple <laughs> as this, too. Like, how do you... Ex- if you've never filmed a street video part, how do you expect a company to put you on? Yeah, like, or if you've even never, just other skaters around like, to be the, like... The responsibility of a professional skateboarder is to film a street video part. So if you've only filmed Instagram shit... At skateboard You don't know how to film a video part. Yeah. So why would you... Ex- like, that's like being like, look... I'm good at trick shots at a basketball, but I'm going to make it in the NBA. Like, nah, you don't know how to play the fucking game. You're a good dunker, but you don't know how to play the fucking game. You're not going to get in the fucking, the league, you know? So it's like, my advice is always go to younger kids, like get together with your homies, make a video part. Cause like if you've never made a homies video, you're gonna learn a lot. You're, you're never you like how are you gonna if you don't skate with other people if you don't know how to get in the fucking car with five homies packed like sardines and go drive around and have a good time? How are you expect to get in the fucking van with the pros and have a good time? Yeah, now nah, you're gonna think it's all about you. You're yeah. gonna get in the van and think it's all about you. You're like not gonna know how to work with a group. Like most people who blow up, and I've said this on your podcast years ago, most people who blow, how do you think fucking Chris Jocelyn blew up? He was in a fucking video called. What the fuck? I don't remember what it was called. Con- ground control or some shit like that. Yeah. He was in a homie video like that and he had last part and he did a bunch of gnarly tricks. Yeah. Like Mike P. was in that video. There's like a bunch of dudes like that's how you get found. Like build your community. Make a fucking sick video with all your fucking there friends. There it is. Make more, multiple sick videos. Yeah, you know? Keep like going. Me keep and going until so it's
0: evident that you have a community of people and you guys aren't going to stop with or without sponsors. And then that's when good things happen. Because you're going to do it with or without it. You can't just be by yourself, like, posting skate park clips.
1: Like, my partner, Aaron, from High Rise, dude, who created, like, the founder of High Rise, who, like, I, I made all these homie videos when I was younger in high school. It was called Get Off Me. And we made the first one. And then Aaron, when all my other friends stopped skating and fucking partying and shit, like, Aaron was the younger kid with the camera. So, like, Aaron helped me make the second one. Yeah. And then we had a premiere. We had, like, 200 people show up to this, like, church skate park and, like, fucking had this dope ass premiere and then fast forward 10 years later me and Aaron like own companies together and are like building in a completely separate community based on Just the love the for creativity and skating the bond you know
0: through skating yeah
1: so that's it it always go back you know Shetler says film video parts I'm saying like make videos with your homies yeah I agree that's it I agree because you, know?
0: you can make video parts all by yourself too and it's like you still don't have any substance. Cool. Who's going
1: to show up to your fucking video premiere of just your own video part? <laughs> know, like <laughs> get it with all the homies, you know? Yeah, man. Make some shit dope. Keep going, Jay
0: Scott. I love what I love that you're out there doing this and trying things and putting out a message like I you know, I don't I'm not trying to hate by any means, man. I'm just curious as to how this all works out and I like seeing all these different experiments cuz more people should be trying shit. I hate when people just give up on their dreams of skating stuff you know cuz they're just like i have to work that's the worst thing to me the bitch most bitch ass excuse is when people well, that use that just
1: shows that you're just in there for fucking shallow, clout reasons. And fucking yeah, shallow money and...
0: reasons yeah shallow ass reasons yeah cuz like you shouldn't give up on your dreams just cuz you have to work a 9 to 5 mm-hmm. like you should be working a 9 to 5 so you can fund
1: your dreams mm-hmm. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. th- unless your 9 to 5 is working towards your you know yeah, your dream yeah
0: yeah and even that <laughs> but
1: if you have a dream you should still fucking work 9 to 5 to give you the best so that you have fun, so that you have security. Because if you're putting all of your energy into that shit, that shit's taxing, man. And you're not working, and it then it takes you're putting a long time to it. build like,
0: things too. It's not like you can just like. It takes time for people to believe you and to see you do it. You know, like you have to show people that you know what you're doing. That's half the video parts and filming a video with the homies you're showing everyone like hey I know how to work with others mm-hmm. we have a crew like it's the proof in the pudding The you know
1: like don't treat skateboarding like it's your job before it's your job because yeah. then it's just going to ruin it for you exactly you yeah. know what I mean like continue letting skateboarding be your outlet get a job Something hopefully that you like. But, but then aim when at you things get off, within skateboarding. And then when you, you know, get that. off, skating's your outlet and you can still have fun with yeah. it. Don't, you know? Yeah,
0: and don't. you can always aim and work at things in skateboarding. Don't let go of your dreams just because you have to work a job. And Jay Scott's that's what he's putting out there, dream chasing. He works hard, got kids, he's still going for it. I think you got to get outside the skate park. That's my only advice. Keep killing it, though. All right, next up. Have you seen the account? Dude, this you account? just
1: put me onto this shit like yesterday or the day before. <laughs> this is amazing.
0: This is someone from New England for sure. Grind King Truck Co. It's It's got to be a parody account. It's not the real Grind King. No, it's company. hilarious. Uh, Grind King Truck Company, they got 841 followers. Truck Co for the nicest and most polite skaters on the planet that crave the longest, smoothest Smith known to all species. And then the link in there is ccs.com, which is strange. And. The second post in is Nick Don Pierre, the fucking eight pack looking all sexual. And then Ragdoll on the next page. And uh, it says, Grind King Truck Co. Please. Uh, Please welcome the two newest ambassadors of the greatest truck co that has ever existed. Front smiths have never looked so good.
1: Shalom. And then Ragdoll says, this is false. I do not ride for (laughs) slash endorse this company. Please take my picture and name off this all capitals.
0: But he's a good sport later on. What What's interesting about this account is that they say Shalom. They always throw Shalom in there. And that's going to lead us to the next uh, pro skateboarder that we're going to check uh, in on. But that's a Terry Kennedy thing.
1: See, I don't know about the Shalom.
0: All right, so Terry Kennedy had like a week where like I think he got off Baker and he was just like talking to the camera like all crazy looking at the camera like just – deadpan in the face like shark eyes you know and he's just like yeah i'm no longer riding for baker and i just want to shout out to everybody on the team i'm so cool with you guys with the exception of andrew reynolds and then he's like shalom he kept saying shalom after all his like posts for like a week dude and he was just like deadpan like f- serious though you know so it was
1: like everybody in skating know about this like I, i'm assuming like this? i only
0: hear it from like yeah you know, when i go to the skate park or i'm around a bunch of skate young skaters or like that's fucking they're, funny. they're like talking about the gossip because i'm kind of outside of it but um but so that makes me curious though because i've heard like i've heard people making jokes about the whole and it can't just be in new england like people all are going to be making yeah. that shalom joke because like terry was like he was like saying like he was saying passive aggressive shit. He's like, yeah, I quit Baker and I'm friends with everyone except for Andrew Reynolds. And then Shalom is like a, 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 a word of endearment, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like it's like peace or something, you know, it's like Aloha. Yeah, basically. Shit, right? Yeah. So it's like so confusing. But the fact that this Grind King truck co company is like a, a parody account, but they're using Shalom makes me curious. I think it's someone from this area and it's pretty funny. Like they're doing it. It's a funny account. But it's amazing that they have the name.
1: Hey, is when there did no... they start this? That's a good question. Because if they started this a couple months ago, you know it, someone from this yeah. area. Because they were stuck in the snow and they're just like, I ain't got shit to do. Yeah. Let me just fucking Well, build we'll this. check
0: that in a second. But I want to con- want to show that Ragdoll is a sense of humor. So you read that what Ragdoll wrote, right? And then someone wrote, <laughs> can't wait for your part, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone wrote, brother skateboard co. So be proud of your sponsors. <laughs> Grinding for life. And then uh, this dude Vaughn wrote... Calm down, man. We all know you don't ride for them. We've seen you lock up on plenty of Smith (laughs) grinds in the pet. It's obviously not riding with Grind Kings because their gimmick is their Grind King doesn't stick out. And then uh, Grind King wrote, wow, shalom. (laughs) And then... uh, um ragdoll chimes in he goes it's because they only sent me one truck and i put it on the front of my board <laughs>
1: that's, a pretty good, that's a pretty good comeback yeah like
0: he's like a good-hearted about it you know
1: have you been seeing tony hawk with like like make all these dope ass like uh tweet replies where like some dude randomly i guess there's a gang of them but there's one where there's some dude was like the face you make when they say you have to kill tony hawk and it's like this black dude who's like sweating, who's making this crazy face, <laughs> and then Tony Hawk replied. He's like, he's like, appreciate the hesitation though. <laughs> like he just plays everything so he's, well, he's you profesh, know. Like yeah. so hum- like humble, and just it's and everybody and some crazy like world star type account po- reposted it. And everybody's just like, he's the goat. He's the, go-, you know, yeah. like has so much respect right. for him. Cause you just play along with it. Like he's a legend. You realize that they're fucking with you and then you play along with it. Yeah. And then people fuck with you even more. Yeah. When you're going to be salty about when it's clearly a joke.
0: I saw him taking digs at people kind of fighting back for himself uh, on a video recently. Cause they were like asking him about his like dabble into like weird corporate sponsors, like bagel bites or something. And he was just like, he was just like, yeah, I eat pizza, and like, I fucking started a um, a foundation to get like X amount, like hundreds of skate parks built all over the world, like country, and like, yeah, like he just like stood up for
1: himself. And the then way. meanwhile, the person who's talking shit is literally serving bagels at a coffee shop, yeah. making
0: minimum wage. Yeah, they're wishing they're doing what Tony was. <clears throat> all right, so the first post on this grind king truck co is uh, March twelfth, so it was winter. Or March, right?
1: A January 1st. It's party March. time. Yeah, it's Grind King is back and we're going to be sponsoring only the sickest riders. It's 5 o'clock somewhere, pussies. And it's fucking... Corona. It's a truck with all over print Corona logo. That's sick.
0: So, like, clearly this isn't fucking... A, this is not a real account. You know, it's a parody. I one. love it. Is there an actual real Grind King account out there? Or is this... Because cause it's called Grind King Truck Co. So, I wonder if there's just, like, a Grind King account. Let's see. Grind King trucks i guess i only see a hashtag so far but that's crazy dude maybe they just didn't make the digital transition you know and someone swooped on their handle that's fucking they said this happens right 2019 yeah only hashtags are they even around anymore i wonder if anyone even sells these trucks anymore that makes it even funnier
1: does it really count
0: no, it's just a hashtag. I, it didn't pop up. I typed in Grind King.
1: Type see if anybody tags him in their shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, Go to yeah. a couple of the photos and see if anybody tags their accounts. Barely Grind use your King, Grind underscore King LLC. underscore LLC. Of course, that's like some corporate shit. Like, Sex. for sure, put your L. Imagine that. Girls Skateboards LLC.
0: It's so bad, though, because it's like underscore underscore. Like, no one's going to fucking find that 797 followers
1: damn the the, the parody one has like just as many it's getting
0: there this was six days ago they were posting tall monday order right here evan radford wait so there's a real grind there's a parody account and then there's a real one it seems no this is a kickstarter project in their link though dude this is so confusing Grind King 2.0 for those who grind wait so did they make their goal Pledged of three thousand, right? And they got six thousand, or am I confused? No, their goal is six thousand.
1: Oh shit! Oh no, there's a Kickstarter.
0: Uh, oh, it's a real dude. So, Grind King has a Kickstarter. Grind King is back with a disruptor truck to take your skating to the next level and give you the smoothest grinds. I cannot wait to hear this. <laughs>
1: It's only 6 days old. So here's or 6 the days to go, excuse me. sticks up too and you have contact
0: interfering with your grind.
1: Doesn't seem to be a problem.
0: Yeah, cuz like do are grinding <laughs> fucking 50 stair handrails. What do you mean? What more do you want? for
1: grinding. It has extreme that's not a grind. you're not going to hit that when you're grinding here. It doesn't even hit. He's just rubbing it's the so truck. Like the public. difference in how much this gets hit versus that. This is
0: exciting. This is like so for me, very
1: is detailed very description. A special truck <laughs> so because it's, it's thirty years of of evolution. The, this truck is really designed to make you skate better.
0: Nice. All right, enough of this garbage. I can't hate on it. Go for it, bro. People are going to buy it, but I don't think it's a problem. I don't think kingpins are the problem. Really?
1: He just showed someone doing a frontside 5 and on a quarter pipe. I like.
0: There was one point where he was just holding a truck in his hand, and he like, he's like, look, look. I'm, he's rubbing it on the cup, and he's like, look, it doesn't touch. You should have him on
1: the podcast I, to promote his truck. I definitely... And you should ask him. Be like, what about cookie grinds? What about five uh, o grinds? <laughs> what about tailsides? <laughs> what right, about everybody back. Smith grinding and fucking... He's got the technology
0: bag, though.
1: Oh, it's at El Serino Park. This is like next door to McKendoe's new house.
0: Why a Kickstarter, though? You know, Literally,
1: that was like 15, 20 seconds of slow-mo of just the dude unstrapping the board from his backpack.
0: Yeah, man. Okay, so there is a real Grind King account out there, and there's also a parody one. And so far, judging off of the two accounts, I would say follow the parody account. Because it's hilarious. At uh, Grand King Truck Co. Truck Co. Yeah, that's the one to follow. Because this one's not... I don't think it's as funny. And funny. funny matters to me. But keep going, bro. At least there's a truck company out there well
1: can, they have the same amount of followers so let's see who wins yeah true i think let's check other, back and let's check back next podcast let's be honest i don't think the parody one has that many hold on 797 right,
0: think for the like real seven, one maybe? and then wow. what is it no nah, it was Grand they king had truck like truck. i thought they only had like 300 Grind king truck we're helping them out right now on the podcast there yeah,
1: it was yeah 841 oh they're winning the parody's
0: winning Oh, my God. Ah, this dude. might
1: be awesome. What if he, like, blows the grind, this parody account <laughs> up to, like, 50,000 and then sells it to the real account?
0: Wow, that's insane to me. He's
1: like, you're going to need all your Kickstarter money just to buy this account, sir.
0: It was crazy that I'm like, they have a Kickstarter for that because they had that tech-ass backpack. you think sales would be good with that thing, right?
1: Mm-hmm, of course.
0: All right. Um, Who do we got next? I guess we're going last, and I already kind of covered him, so... Terry Kennedy's out there living his life. Hopefully, he's doing good, man. I know he had some craziness. He's got family TK. as well. He's been through some shit, man. I've always been a fan of TK, so and he put out a part after all that crazy shit with like Baker ending and stuff, and like he was killing it. Terry, you see Terry Kennedy's new part?
1: Like how? What is new? We're gonna. I'm what gonna show new? you it. I'm gonna show you it. I'm gonna fucking show you. Dude. But like, what is new? Like, how new?
0: It's like not like like a month or two ago. It wasn't that <laughs> no, long ago.
1: I definitely didn't see it. You didn't it. see it? No. Right,
0: let's see if we can find it. Looks like he's got. This sponsors. is more
1: skating than I've like looked look at. It, look, it.
0: look at look at look his, at in his in his uh. Shalom. It's right in his fucking bio. He
1: he has at Versace in his fucking bio.
0: That's weird. Look, at he put himself pro dash skater Terry Kennedy too, which is like a little strange. Here, this must be his part. To he has
1: Nicky Diamonds in nope. his bio,
0: it's not. <laughs> I am still powder on my balls. It's a great commercial. Whoa, he's going for the lube. Uh, I can't play the music though.
1: Is he gonna, yeah, this oh, is his a new little one. blunt slide, slide not bad. So, like, his he, yeah, crazy, he so Finky like, he blunt a handrail, dude. He was killing. So, it. this is basically all the shit he probably filmed for Baker, and then he was just like. See what all right, I, I'm releasing it all? Fakie back lip, that was insane.
0: So what I think is that faky? Yeah, he's regular, right? So what I think, dude, is like, I feel like, cause dude, didn't Terry like get off teams and then go back to him? Was yeah, like, Element and yeah.
1: Baker, right? Or no? Did he? I don't remember how it worked. He got on Baker, then he got on Element, and then he like went back to Baker.
0: Yeah, I feel like whoever I feel like whoever he's riding for is like. Hey Terry goes to him. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna try to create some opportunity here, but like, I'm cool with you guys. But I'm gonna take some shots at you and try to get something else going." And then they're like, "Yeah, fine, go for it, man." And then he takes some shots, tries to spin it into a new opportunity, and then he ends up back at the team. That's what it seems like it happens. But he's always on good terms, so it's like, "Yeah, it's just Terry going for it," you know. I could be completely off, but it's weird, right, dude? But skating is ass Where's off. Is this fucking real? I know, right. Little baby rails. But dude, killing it, right? Five on like 10 stair rails. Well, like that was a sketch one the fire hydrant. big ass rail. Looking Tail side, hairy. kick flip around a curve ledge. Like solid. This is like he's pushing his skating. This might Front be like over one of the better parts rail. he's had um, in my opinion. Which fakey, is good crook to, to
1: switch manual. I've never seen him do a manual trick. Pop yeah, shove and nose grind manual. heel flip, flip board, board fakey. side to fakie. Yeah, uh, and he said up. suck it. Yep. Ooh, my oh, rail.
0: He's up on there. That was nolly though. No? Like no two? half cap nose oh he's regular vince okay. did that like 10 years ago. <laughs> let's yeah, talk uh, about abd's on off. nose grinds on bumps and benches. chill
1: with the lip slide through the kinker
0: so shout out tk because he seems like the realist tk dude. is
1: fucking chill he's... every time i've ever seen him i've been running into tk since i was like 15 years old you don't see front salads very often nah but, he does them um, well too yeah tk's always been a cool dude like who the fuck knows what this dude's been through growing up in the hood and getting shot at and his best friend getting fucking murdered and yeah, yeah you know yeah. he's like been through a lot and you know
0: it's that's why I check in these are all these dudes that we're talking about even if I make jokes or not like honestly I'm just a fan of them even Jeremy mm-hmm. even though like I well they're just stand like icons music. you know they're cannot like stand they're stand part
1: of music. skateboarding they're just like legitimate parts of skateboarding that. You know, it's the same same way when I used to be in the, the Ezekiel van with Louie Barletta. Damn, you see, Looked, uh, you see how small his board was? And oh look at the length. God. Jesus. Um, you know, we'd be in, that was sick, faky Backside 50-50. So good. Uh, We'd be in the van with Uncle Louie, and we'd be like, what happened to Canton Russell? <laughs> what happened to Josh Casper? And we'd like ask, you know, like want to know, you know? <laughs> like, he told us some stories, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, heel flip position yeah they're just like dudes
0: that had an impact you know and you pay attention you know yeah it's good to know that like the best case scenario is when they're killing it like tk on the board even if they're doing crazy stunts to get followings and like weird trolling and weird like shit like Shaloman. but like dude he had a mustache right there
1: what do you think about do you think this is a weird question but do you think like uh social media and instagram like makes dudes hold on longer you know what i mean like back in the day before social media like somebody like scott pazell or canton russell they're just like well my career is over let's just keep it moving let's on to the next thing but with social media do you think dudes are like they feel like they have to continue
0: well this is going to get us into a whole not another conversation but i'm down for it i feel that like uh, this is weird I don't to know, say. i should open up that can of worms yeah this is weird to say Because I think that people aren't meant to do these, like, repetitive jobs, you know? Like, people are, like, like, people try to pursue being a pro skateboarder, and then it ends, and they have to go get this job, and they were great skateboarders, you know? And they're entertaining. It's weird, because everything's so blurred nowadays between reality and arts and entertainment and work, and, like, you don't know what's what. Everything's, like, up and down. But, like... Mm -hmm. So to me, I feel like humans are just valuable. Like everyone is. Everyone's a personality. I mean, not everyone. Not everyone, because some people are just like s- fucking crazy and like drain, and they're just. There's some people are out there that are doing more dar- damage than mm-hmm. good, you know. But like most people are like valuable and like they should be able to do stuff that's important to them, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, imagine if kids nowadays that want to somehow make a living. F- while doing skateboard stuff if they could it's like say you're 12 right now and you like I was when I got into skating how old are you like 13
1: 14 okay so
0: say you're 13 14 you find out about skateboarding the whole world the whole culture of skateboarding and you're like this is something I want to be involved in and you work your ass off to build this following and you're showing them your clips and like you're doing events and you're like part of the events and you're doing this for years and years and years and you build up enough of a following and there ends up being a way to like for your following kind of like cody's trying to like fund your dream you know because mm-hmm. they know you've put in your dedication your heart they know your character there's some sort of transparency because of the technology and now the things you aim at it might not be like stupid work like go get a fucking job at an oil refinery or like a circle k but You've put enough of your time and passion and you develop through these things that people are like, yeah, let's fund each other's dreams. And that kind of goes into like this whole next election, which bugs me out because most of them are talking about doing a freedom dividend or a UBI because technology has gotten beyond our capabilities where there's going to be a lot more losers than winners, you know, and like they're like, yeah, give, it, give everyone $1,000 to stimulate the economy and cover their basic needs, but they're still going to be in poverty because it's at the poverty level. But it'll give them a chance to develop something mm-hmm. maybe through social media or through the Internet to build some artificial, some cloud economy, you know, mm-hmm. where you're, you you, might not have to go work that 7-Eleven job because they've got the technology, but then they cover your basic mm-hmm. needs because they took your job away, but now you're free to try to use the technology at hand to create mm-hmm. something that pulls you past poverty line. Mm -hmm. so imagine if kids nowadays can build up followings over like a good span 10 years of their life 20 years of life of showing that they want to be a pro skateboarder and finding ways to engage and add purpose and meaning to their skating and work with each other and like they Mm -hmm. build up these digital things and everyone can gets that you know everyone has like they're not strapped for cash and people can buy each other's boards and it's not so like cutthroat you know like or what if it wasn't skating what if it's just like like what you're doing with weed. Like you're able to make a living off of like something you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Like you like smoking weed. You like the lifestyle. You're going around. You're proving that you can do it. Filming, editing. Like it's like isn't that what we're striving for? It's not to avoid work, but it's to avoid meaningless
1: work and giving, yeah, up absolutely. Well, I think, dream,
0: giving up on your fucking dreams because you're told you got to go work a job that's like just going to help GDP. Well,
1: I think like just like, by saying get a job, it doesn't mean a shitty job. And I feel like skateboarders think like working and getting a job is negative. It's yeah. like, nah, you're. it's the same thing with people that are like, fuck Mondays. But inherently a well, job is like something like,
0: I don't I look at what fucking I... job. Yeah, you yeah know but, but I mean? like P- I don't look at what I do as a job with skating or like... I look it's at still
1: work. I still call my job work, and I still call it a job, work, but I love yeah. it. And it's the it's like the mentality of like, fuck Mondays, and it's just like no. It's like if you fucking hate Mondays, you're doing get a new fucking job, you quit the like, job, sacrifice and go something else. Yeah. yeah, maybe do something you make less money to enjoy what you do. Yeah. You know what I Take mean? Take a chance. Like, I you could don't make want to be way more fucking money than I make right now, but I go into work every like inspired and. Happy I get like bored sometimes on the weekend. And I'd rather be creating with my fucking boys. Yeah, you know what I mean. I do, and like yeah. that's just i think there's just such a negative stigma of like yo let's just get a job or go to work it's like nah it's not bad dude you know like people you talk to skaters and they're just like i gotta work like it's like get a fucking job you like you know like maybe you'll make less money you know get a paid internship or something but in anything like it's not negative but the, the work and job in the american culture is such a negative thing and it's like we have the ability to find something that we love. We have the capability with these phones and with technology and with the internet to find things to do that we enjoy there's no excuse to just go work some fucking shitty job that you hate and if you're gonna do
0: if you like some people have to do that and and if you do go work a job that's rough learn from it and get to the point where that you outwork that job and you can get another job because you've been expanding yourself and expanding yourself to where you can get a job that actually isn't hell Yeah. and And the truth is they're gonna be automating away a lot of these easy jobs and you have to do extra
1: credit so if you're at a job that you fucking hate when you get off work don't just go to the bar and kick it with fucking homies and if then, you're in yeah. a position that you fucking hate when you get off work you got to do extra credit to dig yourself out of that shit yeah you know what i mean it's a like, fight
0: for your life dude exactly. your time you're owned by someone who puts you in a cog machine if you don't know what to do with your time someone will find a way yeah. to put you in the job or you you're just like they own my time and then you get a drug problem or alcohol problem because you're every day nine to five you wake up and you're working for someone and there's no meaning behind it and mm-hmm. you're just like fuck and then you just like Forget that you have other time when you're off work. You're too tired. There's always excuses. But you're
1: going to have to grind. If you're in a shitty position, you're going to have to grind your way out of that. And it's possible, you know? Yeah. Like like I said, I was making fucking $6 an hour and figured out ways and grinded to get myself out of that shit to... That's the only the reason
0: that I'm hat. like, you know, like, they're always like, yeah, get a job. It's going to help you develop character. And it's like, it's true. It will. It will. Because the fastest way to know the value of your time is to have someone else own 100%. it.
1: Yeah,
0: because someone else pays you. I'll tell you. you when someone I'm- will pay you. Like, this is how much your time and skills are worth to me. Minimum wage or less. And you're like, fuck, I don't want to do that. I got to develop my character more and figure out so I can get what I'm worth, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I get that. But if we're going to move past, we need to, like, I'm just looking at the technology and trying to find ways to, like, Create the the so called job that you love, you know, like to ways to work on things that you love that still help you develop and make the money. You know, mm-hmm. like
1: yeah, or, the other possibilities, we can learn anything. You can type anything into YouTube and learn how to use well, anything. You yeah. know, and, and like and the, gain skills. Yeah, without college.
0: The thing for me is like I've learned so much through focusing on skateboarding, and it's not a job. It was never a job, but I've still developed all my, everything I am right now is because of skateboarding because I committed to something. And I, I allowed to myself to be open enough to learn to keep it mm-hmm. in my life and to, like, share it and, like, to let go. And, you know, like, that it wasn't from a job that I developed. I did get a job eventually when I was, like, recession hit. And, like, I mean, I had jobs when I was younger too. But the whole time I was like, I don't want to do this. But you this have to is...
1: immerse yourself in all aspects of skateboarding, not just trying to be pro in yeah, order to do that. Yeah, you can't I be can't, that narrow. I mean, I attribute, like, 90% of, like, my <clears> success now to – immersing myself in skateboarding, yeah. you know, the yeah. other 10% is like being around my pops and like having the, the, like learning that photography is being second nature, but you 90% learn that of everything skating too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like same thing, like just if you're going to skate, like immerse yourself in all aspects of it, not just wanting to be the sponsored dude.
0: And that, that's, I'm trying to think forward for future skaters. And I've been doing this since I started this podcast and since I started all I need. Cause I was like, look, we, sh- it, it shouldn't people shouldn't tell you not to pursue being a pro skateboarder or to be have a job within skateboarding. It shouldn't be like a frivolous thing like but we should be able to do it independently. You know, like other sports, you have to like listen to a bunch of people that own the industry and they're like, yeah, you can be a B player, you can be on the bench or you're a starter or whatever and you have to follow their rules and get an education or whatever. There's no rules to this shit. And they might be trying to do that with the Olympics. That side will exist with skateboarding because they're going to be like pissing this cup, wear Mm -hmm. this fucking leotard, skate these fucking rails, juggle to get these points. The sponsors Mm -hmm. need it. Like that side will still exist. But I think that like... Dude, we have this technology, man, and we can develop through whatever we do in skating, and we can share that and build communities, and then we can like turn those into our our life's work and make a living, not just scrape by. And I think that like we have to. It starts with people going out there trying to figure it out, like starting this podcast, or like Cody going out there trying to build a following and uh, putting himself out there mm-hmm. to be like, look, I'm trying to pursue something. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but like. If you want to help me keep going, like, we'll see where I go. Because there's posts later on. I was looking, he's like, yeah, I'm trying to get a job. I got an interview. I'm trying. I don't want to just, like, keep asking for handouts. Like, he's trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. you know? shouldn't be that fucking hard, you know? Like, it's because our industry either gets bought up by people that don't skate and they package it up, and then only, like, 1% of skateboarders make tons of money and, they're, and they have to do it in an artificial environment under people that don't skate's rules. And then the rest either, like pursue sponsors and it doesn't work out or they're just lifers and they're just part of communities and there's no way to make any money from skating which is like you don't necessarily have to make money from skating but how sick would it be if you like put your whole life into like building a community and all your friends and you're all able to like participate and make a little bit of money so you can spend some of your time doing what you guys all love
1: that's what it's all you don't about. have to make tons of money and it's but, not like, about the money or the clout it's just about being part of a fucking community and yeah. a family and you can build that if I mean, it's hard in Southern California or big cities. Even big cities, you could do it. Southern California is kind of hard because it's the heart of it. But like anywhere you live, you can build your community. You know what I mean? And you I can be so, part yeah. of it. Yeah. And- yeah, I don't know. It's We'll see where this shit goes. But. Well, I
0: look at all I need is the all I need experiment because I'm like all I need is like work that matters with people that matter. So it's mm-hmm. like let's grow this thing so we could, that's why I fire on all cylinders. I'm like let's produce the clothing. Let's do the decks. Let's create more art. Let's do the events. New England AM's coming in November. Choo, cho, 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 cho. Lock-ins, fucking video premieres. Let's create mm-hmm. the videos. Let's do a magazine because maybe that brings in some income and pays, maybe that brings in some money where we can pay some skaters to create the magazine or shoot the photos Mm -hmm. or film or like these are these are things that are like it should be considered work and you should get paid for your time Mm -hmm. and you should be able to do what you love and have purpose and skateboarders love this shit. And it shouldn't be owned by fucking corporate people that don't understand it and the only way to make a money is to have a fucking right guard sponsor and you have to be in some weird artificial environment where you're trying to compete for the world. Yeah, Olympics. it's tough
1: with skateboarding too. It's because, so extreme. But so it's weird so. with skateboarding because like skaters don't want to wear skate shit. And nowadays like it's not as cool to like like back in the day there was hella money because people who didn't skate wore skate shit. Yeah. Nowadays people it's 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 thinned out a lot. And then, like, skaters are not even wearing skate shit. Like, skaters are wearing, like, thrift store clothes. You know, they're, like, wearing, like, the old polo We went tee, through a recession
0: the- and shit, and people are just, like, trying to get by, too, you know?
1: Well, no, that's just the fashion trend. Yeah. It's not that they don't want to buy skate clothes. It's well, just that I, it's not cool to fucking wear skate maybe clothes. Maybe in when certain you're areas. Skater.
0: But, like, people rock skating around here. I see people rocking skate clothes all the time. That's but, why.
1: you know, and, and even then, it's like most skaters come from, like, not money. Yeah. So you're not going to be able to buy $65 fucking skate pants. Yeah. You're buying fucking, like, $18 dickies you yeah, know yeah. what i mean and then you're buying like fucking like whatever teas from the thrift store because like a polo tee that's three dollars at the you know at the at the thrift store like skaters aren't buying skate it's just not well, enough money but you that's know, my like whole
0: a... that's my whole point is that it shouldn't be that way it should be that skating is something that's a uh, inestimable worth because it's helped enrich so many people's lives as it clearly has because mm-hmm. there's grandpas who skate tony hawk and mm-hmm. there's millions of people and it's insaturated in the whole world everyone skates mm-hmm. Girls, gays, transgendered, straight, heterosexual—everybody like, gains value from it and improves people's lives to the point where all these corporate sponsors want to come in, and take all the money. And that's industry. anything.
1: Cannabis is the exact is going to the exact. But my same point shit.
0: is, but my point is, we have all these tools and we can do it ourselves. You know, and it's the, the problem is you give your industry away because you're chasing fucking. Well, what sponsors. company
1: is successful besides Deluxe that hasn't taken investments? All I need. Cheer, but like that can afford to pay all the riders. <laughs> We're like could, that can pay afford to pay their riders salaries that they can live on. But there's they, what, like what companies, but, you know what the, I mean? There's like, deluxe is the only one. And to be honest, I don't even know. Cause
0: there's, there's the whole girl and chocolate squad and stuff. They no, must they've say,
1: sold their shit. Their shit. Like everybody's sold their shit, sold like parts of their companies right. and they, they can't afford to pay their dudes. You know, like you get older as a pro, you're like 35, like a thousand dollars a month. ain't fucking paying your bills. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but see,
0: that's the thing, too, is like...
1: Like, Elements Owned by Billabong. Like, all, all these companies that can actually afford to pay their riders yeah. have money from not skateboarding. They yeah. have money from investors. like, And then and then it goes out of business. Like, DVS, cool. You get investors, and you can afford to pay your dudes a certain amount of money, and then you have to cut the fucking skate team. Yeah. Maddox, the same fucking thing. Zoo York, the same fucking thing. World Industries, the same thing. Like... What company owns one hundred percent of their company that can afford to pay? Writers? But that's
0: what I'm saying is that's what you all those examples are. Guard, and it's like, just, but all those examples are when we the game has changed. All those examples are guardian of the gates. You know, that's when we those DVDs, and magazines, and all those brands were built around those business models. Nowadays, individuals can build up their own following mm-hmm. and build up their own talents and skills, and they can gain work together and you can build a company that resonates with a lot of people and you mm-hmm. can build industry together. Like I we just, could yeah. do it. I'm not saying we've done it and we I can't like afford to pay. I think everyone, it's just different. I we just work think that model
1: is going to be different. I don't think you're going to be able to just have regular brands. Like, I think it's going to be like individual. I think everything in the future is going to be like individual, like almost like everything's going to be like Uber. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have like your pro skater who has his own merch, you know, like Seva Krokov, 200 fucking, thousand subscribers he creates his own merch he's generating x amount of money for his own shit and then he's paying freelance filmers you know what i mean like and then he's using that money to pay other shit i just don't think the future is gonna we can't just keep going on the same model of like skate companies and distributions and girl chocolate and fucking deluxe like i don't think that can continue like really the only reason deluxe is really like the shit still is because of Thrasher, and they own that, and then they can fucking who goes in the Bible, who goes on the fucking website, you know, who goes on the platform. The I reason
0: think. the reason why they are who they are is because they've done a good job of keeping true to true to skateboarding and tradition, and they've built the they've built up their me, it's multiple facet. They have they have a media company, like you were just pointing out. They have talented pros. They have. They've done it for twenty, thirty
1: years. Their brands, their merch, which isn't like literally. Yeah, but the the
0: reason why it sells is because they've put out endless team Mm -hmm. videos. They've built up all their riders. They've taken, they've given their riders opportunity and got them paychecks from other sources. Like Mm -hmm. you build a brand so that it's like the oasis, and then that's why I'm always like, look, man, build up your own personal brand. Stop chasing sponsors and then the sponsors come because you don't need them.
1: I, but I think the sponsor thing in the future is not even going to be it. I think you're going to be your own sponsor. Like they have the leverage. The dude who who builds their own personal brand has more leverage than the brand that's, you know. Well, what that's I mean? what my point. That's what I was saying yeah. about
0: Cody is I'm like, look, man, you are a brand. That's right. Like, just, just take think on like, the responsibility yeah. of the work and that's what help I think other the future people. Is.
1: I think the future is that. It's the individual. That's what all I need. It's is. the individual. Yeah. It's like, I don't see a lot of like, all I need is different you know you're like this, well, is, this about is, the individual this is different. all i need but, i as an individual but this it's is, the same this thing, is different know? because like what you do with community and like most brands aren't starting grassroots and building different facets and building within a community you know it's like
0: i think people are out there doing and you're
1: right. not trying to be cool all i need is not trying to be fucking cool all Dang. i need is trying to provide value you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Where what everybody's do do? trying to fucking be cool and be a cool brand and fucking this and that and stop chasing just want the clout. Stop you know? chasing it. And then there's no money. Just in earn that. it.
0: Just earn it. Stop you chasing know? it. Just earn it. And it's hard. It's I don't hard. see.
1: I don't see the future being companies that can pay people fucking salaries that they can live on. It's already not happening now. It's already an outdated. I feel like that's like. I feel like that's the same way of like getting a video. And I'm getting not saying the that. I'm not saying that. What like I'm saying is a, you.
0: What I'm saying is. You are your own individual brand, and as you get older, like when Cody gets past 25 and he gets to 35, he's gonna want to start building something that like is beyond just him. Because right now he's young and he can go out there and fucking do stunts and mm-hmm. fucking get chase some sponsors and opportunity and see what happens. But at some point, he's going to build up a big enough following and name that hopefully he just like goes, oh, I want to take on the responsibility of passing skateboarding on to the next. Mm -hmm. So then maybe he starts a brand and produces a product and then he gets a team and people and they they work their hearts out and they all got fucking skills and they bring value to it. And then Mm -hmm. they find opportunities to make money together and then they end up working wherever, however you build it together, you know. You don't have to. I mean, you could be an individual just... (laughs) doing it yourself but like dude if you get a strength strength in numbers if your crew's strong then you guys are all strong together they have
1: to do it themselves i don't think people can rely on anybody else isn't that how like illegal civilization is this is how much i don't know what's going on yeah yeah. but isn't illegal civ like a bunch of kids i think we're saying the same thing illegal civs like a bunch of kids from la that blew up their fucking accounts and then they started a brand together strength numbers. yeah exactly i think that's I just don't but think But that
0: takes you realizing you have a power as an individual mm-hmm. to like build up your own thing and show your character and use the technology to do that. You yeah. Know? I Most think it's just all being
1: self sufficient nowadays. It's yeah. all we have the we have the ability and the power with technology to be self sufficient and yeah. just like don't fucking rely on anybody to do shit for you because you can do it yourself.
0: Because if they all do it for you, they can take it away. I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've had sponsors in recession cons. And you and don't learn shit. Bought and sold.
1: Yeah, and you're you just don't back, to the,
0: back to the fucking warehouse.
1: You gain skills by doing shit yourself. By, you gain skills by gaining your following and then by learning how to like do merch. And then like, cool, I'm going to sell shit on my hat. Oh, cool, I'm going to learn how to get this build cartel fucking website. All oh, big cartel sucks. I'm going to start a Shopify website. Now I'm going to learn how to build this fucking easy drop in, drop fucking stuff on my website. Now I'm going to learn how to ship. Oh, this stuff. So now use ship station. Now I'm going to figure it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just doing it yourself. You're going to gain skills that you'll be able to take with you your whole fucking that's life.
0: What, that's what, that's who I look for when I look for team riders for all I need is a brand is someone that I'm like, look, man, I can only do so much for you, but if you come and you add value and skill to this, then we can do more together and we can figure out ways to make money so we can do mm-hmm. this as a living and we can like figure out ways to live our dreams, mm-hmm. you know? But it, one person can't do that because it takes a lot of people to to like run something to it takes a lot of heartbeats to make something of value, you know mm-hmm. like you can start with yourself and then you can only go so hard. like i I started with myself and I wanted to be pro and I did that. and then I got past that, got the shoe, got the board, and then it was like, what do
1: I do now? How do you, yeah I exactly. can keep chasing myself How do I sustain or, this and it's not gonna happen yeah, by, I had to evolve exactly. and go,
0: look, this has to be the dream has to be for those beyond me and in, in the future. and like now it's like, I'll just teach skateboard lessons because I see all these kids that love skateboard. I know it's going to help them in their life and they could possibly go pro if they want. Not all of them, but some of them, if they really, 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 really want to and pursue it and find ways, I did it. So how the fuck can I tell them not to, you know? I just tell them like, hey, just enjoy it. And it
1: comes down to the fact that you created something and it's bigger than you. Like High Rise is bigger than Aaron. High Rise is bigger than me. All I need is bigger than you. Like we're going to do whatever the fuck it takes to make this thing keep going there's nothing more i want to do exactly there's nothing else. and and because it's bigger than you yeah you know when it's like i'm anthony shuttler and i want to be a pro skater it's all about you but now that you have all i need yeah like your brain child that you want to fucking water this thing and see it grow like you're gonna do whatever it takes when it's just about you yeah it's it's the the ceiling's only so high yeah yeah, but then when you create like that's with high rise it's like everything benefits high rise. Yeah. Every The same way like going to teach skate lessons benefits all I need. Going to these demos, going to meet shops, going to doing the podcast, putting up Instagram shit, every single thing you do be, like only even pushes all I need same with high rise it's like shit we don't give a fuck like we're not getting paid for shit everything we're doing is benefiting and pushing the narrative you're growing something you and growing, and growing the brand yeah. and growing you the believe brand. in it and it's something bigger than us you believe in it yeah
0: you yeah. know what it could be you know there's potential you're aiming at something mm-hmm. you don't know how you don't know where you're going it's like you, faith yeah it's yeah, like yeah.
1: people who believe in you know in like god or higher powers it's like bigger than you you yeah. know what I mean and like you need that in life because if it's just about you then you're only gonna get so far
0: I truly believe that if you if you
1: if you believe in your own powers
0: like you look inward as an individual and go you know like my speech my language my thoughts I'm in control of these things and I can decide how I think and how I feel and like I can try to build up discipline in myself and I can aim at things If the individual realizes that and a lot of people do that, then we can work together and then you're moving faster and doing greater things, you Mm -hmm. know, because everyone's harnessing their own individual power. Mm -hmm. And that takes sacrifice and like exploration. You got to explore your thoughts and feelings. You got to go out there and do what Cody doing and other people have done and see what you're made out of and then find purpose in that and find like things because you got to go when you're born in the world you're just born in and then you got to develop somehow and you're just a little fucking seed and then you make mistakes and you learn from them you get better and stronger but you realize your power you know you realize your words carry weight if you want them to a lot of people out there that are like careless you know and mm-hmm. it's not aiming at anything and they're just victims of life and oppressors and all that stuff and that is a reality too like there are forces working against us but i really believe in the power of you and your your individual thoughts and mm-hmm. i believe we we can influence things for good or bad and a lot of people aren't willing to admit that because mm-hmm. it's a lot of responsibility i learned that at a young age because i saw my mom fall apart again and again so then i started realizing she would say things and she would they'd be lies or empty or like they were just like there's no weight and she was a victim and i was like she's not even in charge of her own sovereignty like she doesn't mm-hmm. even she's not even aware of what she's saying because she's telling me the truth but she thinks it's a good thing you know so like that made me self-aware myself i'm like how ugly am i like what do i do that's like i'm not aware of Mm -hmm. you know and then good
1: perspective
0: as soon as i started realizing i was like oh i don't keep my word all the time oh i'm being kind of lazy here oh i'm avoiding that because it's hard then i then i started being like i started being like oh why don't i just do all those things i'm afraid of or things i'm avoiding you know Cause it'll only make me stronger. I'm avoiding it for a reason. It's probably there to challenge me. To
1: grow, you must suffer. Yeah,
0: it's a challenge. It's you gotta take on every opportunity and challenge, and it's not always shit you want. Yep. It's things you need. You get these things that come, and you're like, Nothing's yeah, I need easy. this challenge. I need this fucking opportunity. I need to like swallow my fucking pride right now. I need these things because then I can grow past them, you know? Mm-hmm. Instead of running from them. nothing. It's hard
1: that comes easy is or nothing worth it comes easy.
0: Yeah, exactly, because there's no fruit in the labor if it's easy. It's tr- That's where litter comes from, I'm pretty sure. It was given to you, and you're like, yeah, don't give a fuck about yeah. this thing, throw it on the ground, because <laughs> mm-hmm. you didn't work for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's trash. Exactly. <laughs> it's literally- that's why it's like fast food, you know? Hell yeah, Derek. Did we cover everything, man?
1: Think covered we covered a lot. I don't even know. Might have to break this one into two, huh? Well, Part dude, one and two. Nah, this is... This is straight three hours. Dude, I haven't done a three-hour <laughs> one in a while. I'm glad it's you, Derek. Hey, and you guys, hey, give guys missed... give me give me a look. You guys miss like the fucking other 16 hours of this type of conversation that Shetler and I all like driving on these long drives to these premieres. This is all we do is talk like this is normal conversation between me and Shetler guys. Like every time we get together and we're on these long drives, it's just like trying to get to the bottom of shit
0: yeah we're definitely trying to see where you stand and where i stand and then balance it out and like we're always trying to like be open-minded but like talk intently yeah it's (laughs) like
1: for the most part like we agree on like 95 percent of things and then we like we're just trying to like we just want everybody to be better and ourselves to be better ourselves and and just just always looking for just breaking shit down how we can be better how we can make the world better how other people can play their role You know what I mean? And I don't know. I love this shit. I love these conversations. Yeah, man. Just trying to figure shit out. You know, we're trying to get to the bottom of all this shit. I think we have to because like
0: people inherit the world, you know. It's like you're born into the world and it's not yours. Someone else that came before created it and you're they're the oppressors because it's their world. They created it, you know, and then when they get to the end of their life they don't want to let it go but you're going to inherit it if you're lucky and you find ways to like build the world so then you go from a young kid to a teenager to so you can go from a baby to a son to a father to an uncle to a grandfather if you're lucky you know and at the end you might be the grandfather and the things you built might be destructive at that time and yeah. archaic and you might have to tear them down and let give the world to someone else you know and we all
1: have the power to change the world yeah and you know. that's
0: the you realizing your own sovereignty and your own power your own you have to take responsibility to you have to admit that you're powerful and mm-hmm. that's scary to people and I get that because we are savages, we're animals at heart, and that's nature's ruthless, you know? And that's Mm -hmm. still in us. Everyone wants to talk about transcendence and moving on, but we're still in the mud still. Like, a lot of people are still primal at their urges. They don't have their base urges in control. And like, it's a lot of work to be ruthlessly introspective is a lot of work, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of swallowing and admitting mistakes and moving forward, you know? And it's exhausting. It's exhausting.
1: Just looking at yourself and all your fucking faults and all the thank dumb God shit for you say. Thank skateboarding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, D. <laughs> all right, people. All
1: right, well, uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Grind King.
0: <laughs> uh, shalom to all the people out there. Keep killing it.
1: Love you, motherfuckers. <laughs>